Talk Live. Welcome to the program here. As always, you are invited. If you want to join us, you can take control of the airwaves. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. And in the studio tonight, it's Ian. Aria. And Conan. So I don't know if y'all caught it, but yesterday the uh, Putin, uh, Putin, the Biden spokesperson, Jen Psaki, was... uh, How do you confuse calling her Putin? Putin, Biden, it's easy to confuse tyrants. Um, But anyway, she she talked about Putin in in the clip, and she was basically announcing what was going to come. She didn't give the numbers, but she was saying to people... Basically, to expect a much larger increase in the official inflation rates. Oh, I'm uh, sure they're thrilled with this whole Russia-Ukraine war because they magically get to, you know, blame Putin scapegoat for yeah. these inflation rates. Yeah, I think I've got the video here from the Daily Mail. Let's see if she says what she's supposed to say. On Who's the little redhead on the on peanuts? The Charlie Charlie Brown. Um, I have no idea. Charlie or something? Char- no, it's uh, I'll you know I'll look it up because that's patty. peppermint patty. That's what that's in, that's gin. <laughs> All right, so here we've she goes. Never, we talked about inflation long before there was an invasion, but we also know that factually, if you look. Okay, oh, so sorry. she's right. So far, we did talk about inflation long before there was invasion. We've been talking about inflation like hardcore for the last two years. It was obvious. <laughs> but yeah. now they get to blame Putin. This is the actual clip I was the looking for. We've taken to address uh, Putin, the Putin price hike. The Putin price point. hike. <laughs> and, I love it. Yeah, she comes back to it too again here. Here's a little more. I don't know what's with this player. It just muted on me. Come the on, Putin lady. price hike. That's brilliant. CPI headline inflation to be extraordinarily elevated. Due- she said we expect the CPI headline inflation, which they, they came out with today. This news conference was from yesterday. would be extraordinarily inflated. Remember, last month it was 7.9%. And again, they're always a month behind. So 7.9% was for February. They released March's due numbers to today. Putin's price hike. Due to and- Putin's price hike. So the uh, the increase is all due to Holy Putin. Holy crap. So yeah. the gas prices, were, as we're at, inflation in general is where it's at. Yeah. All because of All because of Putin. Putin. The Putin price hike. They even have a name for it. We expect a large difference between core and headline inflation reflecting the global disruptions in energy and food markets. So core infl- inflation... So- Right. Disregarding the Nazis, she just said, what is the government inflation rate that they're giving for the month of March? 8.5%. Versus and that is what was last month? 7.9%. It had been going up by like 0.1, but so it's jumped up quite a bit. And yeah, that's, that's the 1%. new rating system. This isn't what they used back in the 70s. Really? No, they, they, they changed it just like they, cha- just like they changed uh, how you record unemployment in this country. Well, regardless, this is a 40-year high. These are the highest inflation numbers, official government numbers, since December of 1981 when their numbers were at 8.9%. That's rough when even their wonky little math doesn't hide the inflation. Yeah. Right. That's that's the whole reason they invented their math. Apparently, 50% is the number for hyperinflation. That's the number they've always said represents hyperinflation. That, that's high, right. that yeah. high, actually? 50%? That's what I've heard. 8.5%, though, is not terribly far off from that. That's almost 20% of that. So, yep. I mean, it's, it's getting there, man. It, oh, no, it will get there. I'm not happy about it, but I'm I'm happy about it. <laughs> well, I mean, as it, we need, I mean, the Build Back Better types want this. 
so they could build back better. They'll be in poverty, starving to death in the streets. We will. Well, we uh, well, some people will. Yes. But I mean, we will as libertarians will never uh, we'll never be able to move on to the next point in this, uh, you know, in this system until the system breaks. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it's as a collapsitarian. It's got to collapse because there, there are too many people who are hanging on to, you know, if we had just gotten Trump in the presidency, we, we, this would have happened. By the way, it would be happening right now. Oh, of course it would because Trump started the, you know, he kicked the ball off when it comes to dramatically increased inflation. The first giveaway was under Trump. It mm-hmm. was part of the, the first big payout bill, the $2 trillion or whatever it was back in 2020. Weren't all of that. the giveaways under Trump? No. I think, I think Biden presided over one of them. Okay. But he did oversee the uh, the warp speed project, warp speed to get oh, those to vaccines out the, there. The so, blue, all, yeah. so all you conservatives out there who who worship this guy, yeah. uh, no, it would have happened. Uh, it it'd be very very similar if if Trump totally. was. The, I mean, we might not have, we might still be in some countries. We might not have uh, left a lot of armaments over there in in the, in the Middle East. Maybe that wouldn't have happened. Maybe Putin wouldn't have done the whole Ukraine thing. But everything else, yeah, very. It probably would be happening just the same that it, way it's happening right now. I tend to agree. And I think the the Ukraine thing was probably going to happen anyway. I, I don't think Trump was, you know, forestalling it. I think another Trump presidency wouldn't have done anything to change it. Well, I guess it depends on how you how you see the, the whole how you see the narrative over in, in the, the, the whole Russian Ukraine narrative and what you think is actually taking place. Is it just some mean old tyrant who wants to um, crush his neighbors or is there something else actually taking place because that, that's which has been taking place for decades yeah well i mean they certainly seem to be using it to their benefit right like so whether or not putin did this at the behest of the american government or not they are benefiting from this by using it as an excuse to pawn off inflation and say oh well we didn't do this to you america it was putin it doesn't include energy and food prices uh, headline inflation does and of course we know that core inflation you know energy the impact of energy of course on oil prices gas prices we expect that to uh, continue to reflect what we've seen uh, the increases be over the course of this invasion and just as an example since president putin's military buildup accelerated in january average gas prices are up more than 80 cents most of the increase by the way they were up before that too yep they've prices been, go- they've been going up they've been going up uh, occurred in the month of march and at times gas prices were more than a dollar above pre-invasion level. So that roughly 25% increase in gas prices will drive tomorrow's inflation reading. And certainly it's not a surprise to us. <laughs> right. But, no, it's just the gas. correlation is not causation, did, right? No. Did, did she say that the uh, this inflation number is not uh, being affected by food and gas? She said gas? there were two numbers. She said there's like a, he- a core inflation and a headline inflation. And, and one she- doesn't include energy yeah. and food. I think she said it was the headline one that because can I just say those are the that's the only inflation that I notice right now. Mm-hmm. I'm not really buying anything else except fuel and food. And food. Uh, everything else is you know not really necessary. I guess rent. I notice my electric bill is up. I don't know if that's related to inflation or not, but I, I did notice an increase. Yeah, in mine it. is up too. But I but of course I have been. I got grow lights everywhere, and I've got yeah. miners, and you know. What's well, that worst time of year, right, where you have to have to run the heat and occasionally fans as well? Okay. Side note, total side note. I'm sleepwalking again. Check oh, this. No. Check this out. Uh, I think it was Friday night. I woke up. I was sweating. Now this is very rare in my house because, of course, I keep you the keep thermostat at, at 52. Yeah. 
uh, I was sweating and I got up and I'm like, what the hell? And I realized the, 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 the furnace was on. <laughs> oh, wow. I'm like, and I haven't run the thing in, in a whole month because I'm like, I just have a little bit of fuel left. Mm-hmm. I go I don't out blame there. Me for not wanting to buy it right now. I go out there. The thermostat is on a hundred. Oh my God. And the, what? And, and the, and the thing was, the frame was ripped off the wall, not ripped off. Like you can take the cap off. Yeah. It was off the wall. The thing was on a hundred. How the hell did that happen? I don't know. Oh, sleepwalking. I think sleepwalk I, I must have been sleepwalking. Oh my goodness! I must have been, It'll I, happen, dude. I've I must have been cold. I must have been cold in the night and just realized that I would change the th- <laughs> the temperature. Holy oh crap! It was eighty five degrees in my house. <laughs> I didn't know you were a sleepwalker. I knew it, Aria was. It's on, no, it's on and off. I don't know how. I don't know what triggers it. Has it's, somebody ever like seen you do it? Yeah, I, and I talk in my sleep. You and do I, weird. And like, I move. Talk. I move okay. around and and you know jostle people pull wow. pull covers off <laughs> i'm glad to know i'm not the only one man. 85 damn degrees i was just that's excessive though yeah it was excessive aria set up a camera i think to yep. uh record herself i used to audio record just to, just to hear what i would say in the night i don't See, I, I don't talk didn't you talk to mikey in yeah, the hallway okay. yes but that was during the course of sleepwalking that's not like laying in bed sleeping right, and right. talking right that but was, he was he was actually trying to talk to you Yes. And you were responding. Otherwise, you probably would never I say I said, anything. and I quote, shut up, Mikey. <laughs> <laughs> There's more coming up here. Whether you want to tell us a sleepwalking story or your thoughts on the latest inflation numbers, it is the highest numbers in 40 years, according to the, uh, the various media that are comparing this. And I had to pull up a chart today, and apparently numbers have been as high as like 20%, like back in the 1940s. Uh, but then again, as you say, Conan, they changed how they measure yep. these things. And I'm not sure when exactly they put that in place. More coming up. It is Free Talk Live. You're invited. If you want to join the show, the number is 603 603- 283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. And here in the studio tonight, you've got Ian. And Aria. And Cody. Talking about the latest inflation numbers. They uh, Again, these are official numbers, which means they are dishonest. Now, I'm curious. Are these cumulative or additive? or Cumulative? Sorry. Yeah. Is that what I, not, not what I said? <laughs> not quite. Okay. Well, whatever. And... I mean, how are these, like, it was 8.5% this month, mm-hmm. and it was 7 point something percent last month. So that mean, does that mean between the last two months is 15% or? No, no. It, uh, I believe it is, uh, the official way they talk about it is it's 8.5% from last March. So calculated over an entire year. Okay. Uh, if I understand correctly on how that works. So uh, from February, it would have been up 7.9% since February of the previous year. Gotcha. By the way, uh, looking at shadowstats.com, uh, who re- actually reports on the real numbers, like the real unemployment numbers mm-hmm. in this country, uh, he he or she or them, they report it uh, as a little over 12. If they were using the same... 12%? If they were using the same system as they did back in the 80s. Oh, Interesting. I'm not, and I'm not actually sure how they changed the calculations, but I do know that it was changed. It was flipped somehow in order to to bring it down to uh, uh, to not so 
record-breaking numbers to not scare the people. Of right, course. so it's eight point five percent is the number they're throwing out there right now, and uh, and we're still gonna we're still waiting to get the other numbers. So they come out with two numbers every month. There's the consumer price index, and then there's the, what they call the producer price index, and that measures the wholesale prices. And that has been, uh, I believe, last month it went over the two digits for the very first time in the time since I've been watching it. Uh, so that's already much higher than the consumer one. And you know, if wholesale prices are going up, then of course consumer prices have to follow. They try to, they try to put it off as long as they can. They try to play games like uh, shrinkflation, where they uh, shrink down the product sizes and keep the price the same, quote unquote, to try to fool people. But, it's, but again, there's only so much of that they can do, that's man. That's right. You can only shrink a product so far before at some point you have to reintroduce the old size and call it the new family size or something or that, like yeah. that. Do the start the process all over again. I broke down on Saturday. I forgot to take my lunch to work. Mm-hmm. And I, I, w- I went most of the day and I just I was driving by some stores and I broke down. I haven't I haven't bought what I would call a snack Oh. In a long time. So you mean you normally pack your own lunch? You yep, don't yep. go out to eat. I went into one of these, uh, uh, one of, I, some it's called Ocean State. Job lots? Job lots, yeah. Oh, that's not a place you get fresh food. You yep. just got something packaged? But they usually have like cheapy kind of generic food. Uh-huh. So I got a package of gr- granola bars. And I got to back Sticker to the- shock? I got back to the vehicle. And it was they weren't even that cheap either. Mm-hmm. Like Aldi's has some really cheap granola bars. Right. I got back to the, to this, the Jeep and- uh, Open one of these bad boys up. I'm I'm telling you, it's like the size of a of a Tiny. pencil. It's so small, and I I felt like kid size, right? Not I, a kids wouldn't American kids wouldn't be able to handle. They'd be eating the whole box. Yeah. I could have eaten the whole box if I'd wanted to. Wow. I mean, it satiated me for you know the, until I got back to the house. The but, whole box, but uh, it was eye. Did you eat the whole box? No. Oh, okay. No, 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 no. no, I, no, no, no. I, that was what I understood until Ian said the whole box. He just kept going and no, said, no, I didn't eat the whole box. I'm telling you, a 10-year-old could eat the whole box yeah. easy. And yeah, it was yeah. a lot of, there was a lot of empty space in the box. Oh, and of course, yeah. these little guys were pencil, pencil thin. Like little, they look like Slim Jims. Yeah. It's it's there's sad. no way they were as thin as Slim Jims. You have to be exaggerating. I'm going to go grab one. Of, I still had the whole you box in the you? truck. I'm going to bring them in. Okay. This it's it is. I'm not buying anymore. Yeah. I usually I make my own granola, but like I broke down. I just had to have something a little sweet and a little you know to keep me going. I was I was having a hard time on Saturday. <laughs> it's it's rough out there. Uh, in fact, the Wall Street Journal has a story about uh, how to adjust your brain for rising inflation. Oh, thanks, guys. Prices are changing so quickly. It's tough to know what's a good deal right now. And this is coming from the mainstream media. You know, they yeah. they carry water for the state. They're, one of their primary jobs is to hide. The inflation, or when that fails, to convince us that hey, it's okay. Yeah, you can you can mentally process this in a way that it's not so bad. Yep, that's what they're doing. They're trying to console people here. Uh, they say inflation turns money into a foreign language. The rising cost of gas, food, and hundreds of other things is pushing Americans to rethink how they read every price tag. Whether in the produce aisle or the used car lot, our definition of cheap or expensive has changed. Researchers on consumer psychology say Americans trimmed spending and adjusted their monthly budgets as annual inflation rate rose to a four-decade high of 7.9% in February. Now we know it's 8.5% uh, for March, which economists expect to grow 
uh, expect grew to 8.4% last month. Financial advisors say this recalibration can't be a one-time effort. Knowing exactly what you're willing to pay for something and examining what is a necessity should be a constant effort. Quote, there's no going back to the way things were, said Scott Rick. <laughs> Shut up, Rick. Associate Mark, uh, Professor of Marketing of the University of Michigan. He says you have to update and roll with it. Well, the thing is, he's right. He, he's he saying something that's different from what the politicians are saying. The politicians People like Biden are saying things like, we're going to try to get inflation under control. We're going to try to get inflation back down. Yeah, but Jen is saying this is the new normal. That's Well, that's the thing. It's The messaging that they're putting out there is purposely misleading, saying they're going to try to get inflation back down. Because even if they can lower the rate of inflation, which I don't think they have any plan to actually do. They but can't even, destroy part of the money supply. That's exactly right. Not easily, at least. True. I mean, they could. They could take or dollars they, out, or of they could create their new digital currency, like they want to, and move, they're, they're and move to something too. completely different, they're which, which might actually too. be the plan. That, that seems like the plan, even though it's not officially the plan yet. By the way, we were talking about these news organizations uh, consoling the consumer, and they don't always do that because if it if it bleeds, it leads. And mm-hmm. so, on one hand, they're telling us that we're all going to die. Are yep. we're gonna, the Russians could be dropping nukes on us any day now. Are you going to die of COVID or whatever? Or mosquito, you're going to die from mosquito bite? It's and, then, COVID and, then, again. and then in this story, they're actually, this is their fluff piece where they're actually defending something that you should be, the actual thing that you should be scared of, they have turned it on its head and they're, and they're turned it into a fluff piece. And then they're making up this other nonsense that's not, that you shouldn't have. Hey, guys, don't worry about Russia. You should be worried about inflation. Mm. In fact, anything that this news... Wh- who's who's reporting this? This is Wall Street Journal. Just everything they say, you just believe the exact opposite. <laughs> like, I, like I've been doing for the last decade. It does seem to work. I mean, if they tell you, hey guys, you know, inflation isn't your big concern right now. You know, you just need to recalibrate your brain. That's your, that's your sign that inflation is a big deal. If yes. they're telling you to be scared of deal. Russia, that's your sign that, okay, Russia is not anything I should be scared of. That's yeah, them trying to deal. deflect you from the reality. And uh, Saki, the girl that we were playing earlier, the spokespeerocrat, she is saying this is going to keep going. Like she basically hinted at that in her statement earlier that she didn't say this is going to stop anytime soon. And they're going to keep blaming it on Putin. Now the question is, how many people actually believe that? Because I've seen uh, studies saying that a lot of people are really afraid of the Russians and that they think Putin is, you know, the enemy, et cetera, et cetera. In they large can't be numbers. that stupid, though. No, they, they are. And, and here's the thing: I was just thinking about it the other day. With COVID, they only had half of the population, or mm-hmm. let's say half of the political population. Mm-hmm. And there was a whole. The other half of the the other half of the aisle didn't believe it at all. Mm-hmm. But with this new Ukraine nonsense, now you've got all those all those conservatives, all those vets, all those veterans who are all on board now. So now you have all the left, and you have a bunch of warmongering veterans. We're all, this is the, this is perfect. They they finally found something that works. Uh, we'll find out more. You can share your thoughts with us. 603-283-6160. Free Talk Live's video archives have been on Library for years. Library is an uncensorable, decentralized, blockchain-based media sharing protocol. And we're big fans of it here on Free Talk Live. In 2020, Library launched Odyssey, a video sharing website to compete with YouTube. And it's really taking off. Now with over 1 million channels, many of whom are disaffected YouTube creators. During YouTube's crackdown for not towing the government line on COVID, the Free Talk Live YouTube channel started receiving strikes and could be completely taken down at any moment. 
Thankfully, Odyssey started offering live streaming, so we're now streaming live every night and posting our video archives permanently to Odyssey. You can watch live or anytime on our Odyssey channel by visiting video.freetalklive.com. If you want to go all in, download the desktop app at lbry.com, and then every video archive you watch, you'll help seed and keep it online forever. At minimum, we ask you visit video.freetalklive.com and follow us on Odyssey today. Video.freetalklive.com. Free Talk Live. You can join us here and bring up whatever is on your mind at 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. Talking about the inflation numbers hitting a 40-year record high. Uh, Apparently the last time inflation numbers were this high, now 8.5% over the last year, going back to March of 2021 was in 1981 december of 1981 so 40 plus years ago with you tonight it's ian aria and conan we are uh, discussing this of course you're welcome to join us and bring up whatever's on your mind conan uh we were looking for some polling information well, before we do that i want to bring up this granola bar thing right oh yeah yeah. because conan we did talk the- about that a little bit on the air and then yeah. we, so let's update it it, it is tiny uh, it is less than an ounce. I mean, yeah, it's like a three bite, four bite granola bar. I would I, say, right? I buy, yeah, maybe, Two, maybe three, three bites. Yeah, yeah, three. I buy these dog treats called, I think they're called nudges or something. I don't recall, okay. but uh, it's about the size of three of these. I mean, three mm-hmm. three dog treats equals one of these, and the dog treats are super cheap, and they're you know meat fit for a dog so they're probably not very good either. But uh, this is organic, and it's less than half an ounce, and it it is. Tiny, especially it's, when you can consider the last time I bought a box of granola bars, maybe ten years ago, I got my money's worth. I got mm-hmm. a big old monster box. They were full size treats. You they were still it, have it at home. You can probably remember. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I keep the boxes. Do you really? <laughs> no, I don't. Oh, God. <laughs> Physically, I think it's probably exactly half the size of a Kit Kat. Mm. It's just oh, I it's, bet you it's Kit Kats are smaller now too. So this is uh, <laughs> what I learned from all of this. I'm going to not go back into that store and yeah. buy something that I shouldn't have had to have bought in the first place because I got all the food at the house. Yeah. And we're going to be talking about that later in the evening on foods that you all need to start growing right about now. You've got the top 10 survival foods uh, coming up a little bit later. We're discussing people and how they respond to inflation. And, and now the mainstream media is admitting that inflation is happening. They're trying to help people deal with it and then i've got some polling numbers that we pulled up because we we're curious about like well how many people are buying this how many people are buying the quote-unquote putin price hike claims that biden uh, is making about oh well it's all putin's fault is why inflation is uh, is happening but of course anybody that knows what inflation is knows that inflation is an increase in the money supply and the only people who control the money supply in the united states is the united states federal government via their buddies at the federal reserve yep. that's that's where the buck starts and that's where it stops when it comes to inflation. Prices go up as a result of inflation. Prices going up are a symptom of inflation. And that's why we need to end the Fed. Indeed. Uh, so they say here at the Wall Street Journal, the sudden ability to know how to read price tags, or sorry, the sudden inability 
to know how to read price tags is especially disorienting to those under age 40 who have never experienced anything like today's inflation rate. Understanding how we think about prices can help us adapt to inflation, said their expert from the University of Michigan. What we judge to be a good or fair price is influenced by individual background, income, and our mental transaction histories, he said. The prices we pay over and over again, like gas and rent, are better defined than more occasional purchases, which is why politicians so often trip up when asked to recall the price of a gallon of milk, or older people are still anchored to the prices they paid in younger days. And it definitely will hit you like a ton of bricks if you are a renter. And your landlord uh, comes to you that your your year lease is up or whatever, and then comes to you and says, "I'm going to need forty percent more." Yep, that's definitely something that's like a slap across the face. That's going to hurt. A wake up call, especially after your fuel has gone up, your heating has gone up, your food has gone up, and all of a sudden, end of the year, your lease is up. Oh, hey, by the way. I need more money. Yeah, the money that to, you don't have because you've already been strapped all year. Right. I'd love to have you stay in the house, but I'm going to need 30 to 40% more. But, you gotta not, be, gotta be, so, but landlords have got to be real careful about that, too, because everyone is strapped. So you might kick out one crew. Are you going to be able to fill that house with the at the new asking price? You might. I mean, that's a good question. Housing well, there's always crazy. someone who's you know, willing to go down in order to you know, have a place to live. Yeah. Right. So maybe they'd be coming from a five-bedroom house where they paid a, a little bit more to this slightly cheaper house mm-hmm. where they're going to be paying a little bit less and the Downgrade house maybe isn't as nice, but hard, hard, hard times are coming down to a three I, if, you, if you guys don't see this, you know, the, all of you out there listening, if you don't, you, if you're if in you, denial, if, still? You, if you're still in denial and you're worried about Will Smith and you're worried about Ukraine <laughs> and you're worried about Zika still or What's whatever, with Will Smith? I don't, cause I am immensely concerned about Will Smith. You know, <laughs> I, I actually, I am sympathetic. And that whole he might I, be in an abusive I, relationship. That's that's that is why I am sympathetic. The whole the whole reason that he's trying to be, remain a a, 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 a masculine, a, a strong masculine black man in this country. The, there is an image that uh, that he needs that he feels that he needs he that he needs to emulate. And, the, the and, and he's getting, and he's getting is, raked over the coals, and it's, it's sad. Is that you're not wrong? He he has always been. You know, I, I wouldn't even bring his skin color into it. He's always been a great role model for men in the United States. He's always kept himself together. He's been respectable. He's relatively clean. I mean, he's got movies where he cusses and stuff like that, but he mm-hmm. does good roles. He's a nice fatherly figure. He's someone that... Like he, Bill Cosby. He, yes, except he doesn't <laughs> rape a bunch of people, right? He doesn't well, he, drug people. He and kissed his son that one time, and that was weird. Right on the mouth. What, on the lips? Yeah, right on the Some mouth. Some families do that. Oh, no, his kid didn't want it, though, and it was weird. It was, okay. it was Biden kiss. Mark Edge, our, our co-host Mark Edge says that his family kisses like that. I, I find it weird, too. But My yeah. family yeah, did when thing. I was, like, real young, but around the age of seven or eight or so, that sort of phased out. Mm. But yeah, there's lip kissing then too. But here yeah, we are. We've I'll changed this. We changed the like, important subject. That we're talking about the unimportant <laughs> subject. No, and, and the reason, but the reason we I have br- to give these people something entertaining as they go to their starving deaths, Conan. The reason I brought the skin color is, I think, is very important in this country. That's a, that is a that's a, a, a black man stereotype where you you don't. This is why the that's why this is why the black trans community has such problems because it's it's uh, it's looked down upon, and you're going to get yourself if you know if you if you if you. You have to be masculine as a black man, is yes, what you're saying, yes. in black mm. culture. Exactly. And so you have, you got Will Smith, and he's out there, and his, and his wife is giving him the eye. 
like you need to go do something about this. I don't know how true that is because there are countless videos of Will Smith like crying during interviews and stuff, like genuinely crying. Yeah, like in the last like two years, it's like he's fallen off the cliff just recently. That didn't seem like less masculine to me, though. But but I'm not your average person either. The average person probably does view, you know, a man crying as not masculine. Well, it's well, I don't know. I, to me, I, it's just human. Right. He seems to be under uh, some level of control by the, by his wife, uh, because during the the incident at the Oscars or whatever, she he gave, was she, gave, she gave him the yeah yeah yeah, yeah he was laughing and and initially she and then wasn't he, and he happy. turned around and he looked and saw her looking at him yeah and, he and she changed. gave and she gave him the go ahead yeah. and of course, but then after yeah. that it looked scripted he walks up there on stage. He still looked like he was smiling a little know, bit. Oh man! I don't when think when he turned scripted. around and was walking back, he was smiling. I mean, and he, he had and just he, smacked someone and gotten away with it. But you know what? Let's stop. Let's get off this. Let's go back to inflation. <laughs> we 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 have fallen into the trap. We need to talk about what's important. Well, so talking about people and how they adjust. Trans Ukrainians uh, marrying Russian black soldiers. <laughs> it's that Netflix movie is coming out. <laughs> Musk is, Musk is producing it as we speak. Others find their understanding of prices adjusting when they spot a price change in their monthly utility bill or their usual coffee order, and they totally expra- extrapolate that to the economy at large. Ida Birdhill, 55-year-old founder and chief executive offer- officer of a cybersecurity reskilling firm in Detroit, says she's noticed price creeps affecting the usual latitude she affords herself in her everyday budget. She said she considered her Netflix subscription her individual inflation marker. When the price increased by $5, she had to make a difficult decision and cut the expense. She says, I look at my budget and I budget to the penny. I'm eagle-eyed to price changes because I have that budget. And I don't know how many people do that. I don't know how many people actually are, you know, minute to minute, item to item budgeting things. I suspect my, it's, a, minim, it's a, a small amount. In my early 20s, I had, um, oh, I can't even remember the name of that, that spreadsheet for uh, budgeting. I had one name for it. I had it, and I I uh, recorded every single receipt, every check wow. transaction. I mean, I was on top of it. Nice. And then I just got I just got so used to it that I didn't need it. I still keep every one of my receipts, but uh, but yeah, I used to I was on top. As long as you're good at not spending what you earn, as long as you're good at saving, you really don't need to be as eagle-eyed on the budget. But it certainly does help for those that want to get an assessment of where they're at month to month. There's more coming up here. You can join us and share your thoughts. It's Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live. Phones are open. If you want to share your thoughts with uh, maybe sticker shock, Seeing something in the store that you are used to at a certain price and then seeing it being either much higher in price or perhaps slimmed Smaller. down yep. and shockingly small after you open the package. Uh, you didn't realize it. You didn't think to look at the amount of ounces in the package. Here's another one. Uh, keeping older food out on the shelves longer, like milk and eggs. There's, really? They have an expiration date, and usually when they start getting close... They get they get trucked away and and the delivery man comes and gra- he knows where they're at in the in the in the refrigerator and he grabs them. You're saying they're letting them sit out though? Yep. Longer? Sitting, they're going to be out there. So check your check your milk dates. Check well, your that egg surprises dates. me because right now I, I mean I the last few times I've been in the grocery store, the amount of uh, product at least at the market basket store here in in this area is light. Like if you go up and grab a milk. 
that's the only one on that part of the sh- the like that right. that um I don't know if you want to call them a stack or whatever like there's nothing behind it like there was in the milk section the other day they they had gotten rid of most of the milk and they'd spread fruit juices over into the milk section because they just didn't even have <laughs> yeah that's the other all the milks that's that the had. other trick they do is they they, they spread it out and yeah. cover empty spaces that's they, been going on for months yep that kind of stuff. So. I've experienced sticker shock in the sense that I don't go shopping very often. So, like once every month or so, I need to go and stock up on cat food or dog food. So, mm-hmm. I don't go often enough to see the prices increase by you know ten cents here or twenty cents there. But I go infrequently enough where suddenly I'm spending you know thirty dollars more per visit. And I'm buying exactly the same stuff that I bought when I was there two months ago, and it, it's jarring. It's it's roughly a twenty percent real t- real life increases. It's about a twenty percent increase in the amount that I've been paying. Yeah, I've I've also noticed an increase in food, but that's only because every time I go in there, I buy like uh, two or three extra bags of beans and rice and every mm-hmm. all those essentials that are basically just going into five gallon buckets. I mean, I've already got. Uh, uh, really nicely packaged, you know, in mylar bags and free uh, with uh, uh, oxygen absorbers in there to keep, you know, to, to eat up all the oxygen. Uh, well, well stored. But now I've just decided, you know what? I've got I've got a couple extra corners I can fill with more five gallon buckets because mm-hmm. I mean we just don't know where it's going right now. With prices so fluid, uh, this one of their experts at uh, Wall Street Journal recommends people research prices online or talk to friends and peers about what they've been paying for a certain item. The legwork really pays off for big ticket items. Without doing this work, people are more likely to accept the first price that comes along. I mean, that's always good advice to you know yeah, whether but, there's inflation or not. But you, but you only shop at one store, so you're already this. This doesn't work for you. Yeah, because to I me, can, it's I can, like whatever. Ian, I can tell you where the cheapest milk in town is, but. If you're only going to shop at Market Basket, it doesn't, it doesn't, <laughs> this information doesn't help that's you. that's the thing, Conan. Is it the cheapest milk at Aldi's? Is it's it the cheapest Aldi's, everything yeah. at Aldi's, though? Aldi's is cheaper. Uh, we, we actually go to both Aldi Good. and Market Well, at Basket. least they're right across the street. But, I mean, I also go to Market Basket, which is on the other side of town. Yeah. And that could be a hard a hard move for some people. We usually go to Market Basket and then go to Aldi later in the week, just kind of fill in some items that we know Aldi has. Because Aldi kind of, like, has some things and it doesn't have some other things. Right. Um, but... Uh, the amount we amount of food we get at Aldi for thirty bucks is always more than what we'll get at at Market Basket for like forty five or or fifty or sixty bucks. Is it that much cheaper? Uh, it feels like it. Just looking okay. at the total volume of what we get, the it's absolutely it's absolutely that much cheaper. Yeah. Now that now you're not going to get name brand foods, you're going to get Aldi brand food. I don't it's, care about that's fine. Name brand. I grew I up on not name brand foods. Yeah, I, I like private multiple. labels, as I as did I. But I mean, a lot of people they just haven't gotten. They're not. That you might. They're going to start trying it now. You're going to have to. I mean, li- read this article. Yeah. Talk to your buddies and. E- have a have an email chat with your buddies about where the cheapest milk in town is. Well, that's the thing, Conan. I mean, it's only worth so much time and and effort to go and run around. Like if you if your time's limited, yeah, if and you're ha- busy. And, and how much fuel did you spend driving all the way other right, side of town? Right. So you know, picking a cheaper store overall and not running to four different stores and spending the I whole agree. day. So, uh, but you might save five bucks if you run around the whole town, but then you've spent you know an extra three hours. So Pharrell Goldman, a 45-year-old enforcement supervisor in New York, says he used to consider $1,800 for rent a very reasonable price to pay. But now he's looking to move for the first time in years, and he's noticed rents have skyrocketed. He might have once recoiled at the priciness of some of the places that he's browsing, but he said now he's trying to accept that these higher rents are here to stay. And his $1,800 benchmark is no longer the norm.
Get the hell out of New York, man. That's That would be a good first step. I suspect he's getting not much more than a small room for $1,800 in uh, New York City. That sounds like, you know, a closet. Yeah, I, there was some article I read a few weeks ago or a few months ago that was essentially about that. It was the, the price of rent in New York City or, and just large cities in New York. and Large cities in general. Look at, look, at just, some, look at some of these horror stories like San in Francisco. Japan. How insane some of the rents are and what you get for some of those rents. I mean, some of them, you, you end up basically in a bedroom that used to be a bathroom that's now been converted into a bedroom. Mm. So I mean, it's it's a tiny, tiny amount of space, and it's fourteen hundred dollars a month or eighteen hundred dollars a month or something like that. So yeah, this guy paying eighteen hundred dollars a month, it was probably a studio apartment, one and, bedroom, and no then what? Kitchen. And then what do you get from all this? You get these YouTube stars who are like glorifying tiny house living and tiny apartment living, and look what I can do with this much space. Well, and everyone's like, an "Ooh, that's cool." And I'm over here, I'm like, better. "Man, where do you where do you store your tools at?" Those you, people don't need tools. You uh, well, exactly. So what they, do they need a tool for? They're in an apartment building, they the are, apartment complex. And what and what happens? They re, they are reliant on someone else to right. to, to to survive. And I'm yeah. over here. I'm like, c- cut out if you want to save money, cut out the middleman. A That's lot the, of them don't even go to the grocery. Then store. Then you don't have to work, but two days a week, which is which is the way that I do mm-hmm. it. So, but of course, I spend the rest of the week doing my own work, you know, fixing my own car and growing my own food. And they the don't whole even nine. have cars, Conan. That's, that's it's another... a city life, man. It's a completely different existence. And when the food runs out, you're <laughs> stuck in the harsh. city and it's going to be harsh. Yeah. You're going to be, you're literally, literally, you're going to be eating each other. <laughs> or you might not be. Don't you might the dogs be... and cats first. Oh, God. Just look at China. They're going to be pounding the dogs over the head with a, with a cast iron skillet and they're going to be stewing them up for supper that night do you see the uh, well i don't know what they're doing with those those bodies that's an interesting question i they're, mean they're almost certainly gonna come back in in a few days like, hey guys look we found some, some meat, meat for you to eat if yeah. they're really afraid is, well here's the question are all the dogs and those cats being rounded up is it because they because the owners have been shipped off in, in box cars to quarantine camps or Could are be. they are the animals suspected of having covid no if it's that's, hard to if, say if that's the case then they, i don't think they'd be allowed to consume them. I got to tell you, man, as someone who, you know, I would die for my two cats, right? But sure. if, if I was living in Shanghai in these circumstances, those, those cats have their best chance if I just open the door and let them go. That That's their best chance of survival. Why would you say that? In a, in a city, Because yeah. I can't feed them. Mm. I can't even feed myself, so I've got nothing for the cats to eat. Their best chance is to go out there and try to hunt some birds or some mice or something. I would say in a city, a cat, uh, cat will... F- go feral real quick and survive yeah i not, imagine my cats out, would come back each but not day. out in the woods not against the five dogs i saw a video right. from shanghai where they had five dogs like a pack of dogs were literally there was one cat being passed around and like shaken and killed by these wow. crazed dogs because there's no humans around to take care of the dogs so everything's going back to nature wow. so the cats went out to eat Right, because the dogs and, they, and the them. dogs went out to eat, yeah. and the the owner said, "Okay, well, we we can't do anything with these dogs either, so yeah. let's turn them." Well, loose. The, the dogs were no, no, the dogs were supposedly. The story was the reason why these dogs are on the street is because they are being the humans are taken to the quarantine camps, which and is so probably the dogs true just get to out. a degree. But it's also true that the people can't if if you can't feed yourself, you can't feed your dog. Yeah, well, give it another couple of weeks, and that pack of dogs is probably not going to be around anymore. I suspect not so. Beca- not because the authorities came after them, but because, uh, you know, 
hungry, hungry citizens. People. There's a lot of people in Shanghai. Well, there was some video of people uh, that were rampaging into a grocery store. So people are starting to come out of their houses, although I also saw footage in the last couple of days of military members being called into the city. So things may get really ugly. The, Hold the, on. The so fa- the grocery fa- stores still have food and the people are just obeying and staying I'm at home sure. while they're starving? Exactly. The, the fact that so many millions of people are complying with this new lockdown, yeah. and they're just, there's the, I don't know, if you do play the video of them wailing. The, yes, the, 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 it's the, horrifying. You just hear just forever, just hun- hundreds of people wailing. There's nothing like it. It's just absolutely terrifying. Because they were just told that the lockdown that they were, yeah. the five-day lockdown that they were going to put it's up now with. now 20-something days It's long. now even, it's another, it's another week. Yeah. And and they've already been locked in their in their their homes for for uh, uh, you know at least ten days, yeah. but why are they complying? Because well, because, because, they're they're si- because they're city dwellers yeah. and they've no, grown used no, no, to it. It's not that simple. It's because their neighbors will comply. And if you go out there, you're going to get caught by one of these white coat gangs. It'll hurt your credit system. They're not going to hurt. They're going to break your skull. They're going to cave your skull in with a with a two by four. Aria, they outnumber the the authorities a hundred to one. Yes, Only but your neighbors your neighbors aren't that's coming where, that's out. That's where I'm going. That's where I'm going with this. No, you neglected you wait till, that. You wait till these guys are hungry. They're going to come they out. They are hungry with with their with their one hundred to one, and they are going to stomp these cops. No, it's the same reason those planes went down on nine eleven, man. Or it's the same reason nobody stood up to fight the hijackers, even though they knew they were going to die. Well, what, we'll one, see. One once plane probably did. Well, once people start getting hungry, people are going to start coming out, and that's what we saw a little bit of over the weekend and that's i think why they're calling in the military to try to put a stop to it we'll see what goes on we'll uh, update you hour two's coming up insight daily radio conversations with today's most interesting artists and creators author humorist and radio personality garrison keeler has been a fixture in popular culture since the 1970s with more than 30 best-selling books and his prairie home companion radio program and he has a new book entitled boomtown a Lake Wobegon novel. We caught up with Garrison to chat about his new book and the creative journey that continues to bring Lake Wobegon to life. On a Prairie Home Companion, I would write the news from Lake Wobegon. I would write it usually on Thursday and Friday. And on Saturday morning at the theater, I would look at it. It was about five pages, single space. I looked at it, I read it through, and then I set it aside, and I walked out on stage, and I had 18 or 20 minutes in which to do this, and it worked. You improvise from something you have written, and you leave out, you instinctively leave out the parts that mean less, and you go to the parts that mean more. That's author and humorist Garrison Keeler, whose new book, Boomtown, a Lake Wobegon novel, has just been released and is now available wherever books are sold. Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live, kicking off the second hour of the program here. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. Joining you in the studio tonight, you've got Ian. Aria. And Coney. Whether you want to comment on what's going on in Shanghai, if there are any updates on that, the inflation numbers at a 40-year record high, 
or whatever happens to be on your mind. Coming up, Conan's got the top 10 survival foods. We'll get into that. And Aria, you wanted to talk about uh, de-dollarization, I believe, tonight, right? I do. It's one of my favorite topics these days. Yeah, it's something I think we can all look forward to. (laughs) Maybe sooner rather than later. There are a few things I'm looking forward to as much as the prospect of de-dollarization, as they're calling it. Indeed. And the other thing I had here uh, that we were asked, we're sort of wondering out loud, like how many people are buying the Putin price hike claims from the Biden administration, buying that the prices going up are all due to Putin? Well, according to a poll here from, where is this, ABC News, ABC Ipsos poll conducted over the last, I think, week or so, April 8th and 9th is when they did this poll. They uh, asked people a bunch of questions. Um, How many, for instance, support tighter economic sanctions on Russia? 79% say they support even more uh, sanctions against Russia. 7% oppose it. 13% they don't know. Uh, 63% say they accept refugees into the United States from Ukraine. 70% say they support sending additional U.S. weapons and equipment to Ukraine. Mm. Sending troops to nearby European countries, you go to 53% supporting that, 22% against, and 24% say they don't know. And then the big question, sending U.S. troops to Ukraine, thankfully, only 17% of Americans support that. Oh, well, good. Now, uh, let me, let me go back still, to this. I'm shocked that it's as high as 17%. Let me, go, let me go back to the uh, accepting refugees and sending armaments. Yeah. All right. If you told them in the same poll, oh, by the way, the refugees are coming to live at your house and the armaments are coming from this amount of tax dollars that are coming out of your pocket. And I can I can assure you would change. It would change that. They change that tune real quick. But the, but I am happy about that. Seventeen uh, percent re, uh, refusing to send our children and your your brothers and sisters and sons and daughters right over to this nonsense war which is what? probably which probably isn't even taking place what was the refugee acceptance rate again like 70 80% yes yeah, seven, or 63% sorry and i also and i would, would you also get like 63% if you told those same people that those refugees were coming from south of the border oh another good another, another good, good way question. to look at it yeah Wait, what what, what color is their skin mm-hmm. let's just put it like that and you see those numbers flipped on their heads only, by the way, on the uh, Ukraine refugee question, only 19% opposed it. 17% say they didn't know. And I'd also like to see that broken down into uh, a political affiliation. I was surprised they didn't have that in here, but they don't in this case. Because I, uh, I found the, uh, the, the, the latest Canadian poll that does talk about not political affiliation, but vaccine status. Mm-hmm. And the very interesting, uh, the more vaccines, three or more doses... Much, much more likely, 80, 86% and up, to support uh, the, the Russian sanctions, mm-hmm. uh, to support uh, taking money from Russian oligarchs, and to cutting off oil shipments from Russia. Yep. Whereas the unvaccinated, which is a very small amount in Canada, which is very small. They're which more is, skeptical. Extremely. Yeah. Like, so we had 86% were, were, in, were in favor of sanctions. Unvaccinated peoples, 13% were in favor of sanctions. Also, college degrees degrees are a factor, too. So people that are more, quote-unquote, educated are more likely to support invasions and stuff in Ukraine. Really? You're going to make Dan from Nebraska call. Uh Because master's (laughs) degrees were were more likely to be skeptical of vaccines in this country. Really? Yeah. Uh, Now, bachelors and below, uh, that middle ground... Uh, so it's like the it's a weird Dunn and Kruger kind of mm. a system where uneducated college dro- or, or high school dropouts less likely vaccinating, uh, 
mm-hmm. more more vaccine hesitant and masses agreeing up more likely to be vaccine hesitant That's in this country. You said this article from Canada uh, cited fully vaccinated as three or more shots. Correct. I don't think I even know anyone with three shots. They're, well, I think they're including the booster. I, I, I know they're, that. They're up, they're up I know f- they're including the booster, but I don't think I know a single person who's been boosted. Well, Kathleen Griffith has been boosted with her fourth shot, and she got <laughs> and she got a dozen uh, I get tests. That, but I don't know her. Well, <laughs> she's a celebrity, and she's got a she's got I that celebrity clout. Yeah, they want the celebrities to get boosted for sure. Uh, imposing a no-fly zone over Ukraine, even if it could mean drawing the U.S. and its allies into direct military conflict with Russia, only 27% of Americans supported that. And by the way, that is down. So they did the same poll in March. So early March, back kind of the very beginning of the whole Ukraine situation, 31% supported the no-fly zone. It is now down to 27%. Huh, I, wonder, I wonder why that changed like that. Opposed. Well, because by, Ukraine by the- started winning. Well, and by the how are they? I thought they're. I thought they've just been talking about uh, not winning. I think it's just kind of a stalemate right now. You can't believe what the media says. I was just speculating. Yeah. Uh, oppose eighty. Thirty eight percent say they oppose the no fly zone, and that's up from March, where it was thirty four percent. Thirty four percent say they don't know. So that number is actually the same uh, from March to April. Thirty four percent. So there you go. Uh, but the uh, the reason I lo- pulled up this poll was what about the price increases in gasoline? They look at who to blame. Thirty three percent say they jo- uh, they blame Joe Biden a great deal. So they ask separate questions. So Joe Biden, thirty three percent say a great deal. Eighteen percent a good amount. Uh, actually, they totally so nearly fifty percent. So fifty one percent say a great deal or a good amount. And That's then, silly. Biden doesn't have a whole lot to do with the gas prices. Yeah, he is as much much in, uh, responsible for this gas hike as Putin is. There's a whole, yeah. there is so many factors involved in this, and it's you know you can't really you can't blame one person. Donald I mean, Biden Trump. sucks. Who, but how many how many blame Donald Trump? Twenty four percent blame him either a great deal or a good amount. So for whatever reason they're not blaming Trump as much. Democratic Party policies got blamed a great deal or good amount by fifty two percent of Americans. Republican Party policies blamed thirty three percent by a great deal or a good amount. And oil companies getting sixty eight percent saying they blame them a great deal or a good amount. And finally. Russian President Vladimir Putin, 71% oh, of Americans on. say they blame him a great deal or a good amount, and then the other categories are not much or not at all, and that's 29% in total. When they were, and uh, let's, let's remind everyone, uh, they were supplying the U.S. with like 2% right? of our fuel. And everyone else, now Europe, that's, they're getting their oil from Russia, but uh, yeah. we weren't getting our oil not from that there. Much. So there you go. 71% are blaming right. Putin. 71%. And they talked to, that's uh, a relatively small sample, three hundred and fifty, or sorry, 530 adults, 18 or older. Well, when you listen to Jen Psaki every day and she's coming out talking about Putin's playbook. Who the and hell listens to these people? They, well, people listen to Jen Psaki? They, no, but they, 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 her little snippets, her little sound bites are taken up by on you know the mainstream, the mainstream yeah. and they play them over yeah. and over and over Prudent again. Prudent price hike, Prudent price hike. That's the thing, right? Propaganda is all about the same message, the lie, over and over again. If you Government tell, if you repeat the lie long, uh, many enough, uh, enough times, people will believe it. That's absolutely, what the absolutely. That's what uh, Gorbachev said. Right? said. Yeah. And I mean, it's clearly true that, that this was not a Putin price hike. Uh, nope. Price hike. Uh, Vladimir never Putin never had anything to do with this. So the, the propaganda is absolutely working on people, and it's 
it's sad, man. And 71% of people now are saying, oh, this is Putin's fault. Even yeah. though, you know, back in January, gas prices were going up. Yeah, but they've been going up and the price of everything's been going up. So they're going to also blame Putin for the price of a steak going up the and pr- the price of a granola bar. My granola bar being shrunk. Yeah. At size. some point last year, I don't remember when it was, October, maybe November, I went to Ohio to pick up two cats and someone remarked to me on Facebook that, you know, that's amazing considering what gas prices are at these days. <laughs> right. So gas prices were going up long ago. Oh, yeah. They f- expect people to forget that. Apparently it's working. That propaganda, <laughs> man, it's powerful. If they ever even knew it, you know, you say forget. Mm-hmm. I'm like, it's if it's it's just new, it's new information, man. And No, I think they knew they just willingly forget. You know, day to day, they forget what happened the day before. Just like, you know, we were never at war with Eurasia. Mm. We were always at war with East Asia. We got more coming up here. Uh, we're going to get into your story about the de-dollarization. There are a lot of indicators out there that this may actually come to pass sooner rather than later. And I welcome it. As long as it's uh, a currency that or a, yeah, a currency that we can control and not being we? controlled by we as in the consumer, as in the user and not some government. Oh, well, I don't think that's going to happen. But They're we'll trying. They are trying. Every country is wanting to bring out their own digital dollar. You can't control that. There's more coming up here. We'll talk about it. It's Free Talk Live, 603-283-6160. You can join us. It is Free Talk Live. Phones are open. You can join us here at 603 283 6160. That's 603 283 6160. Head over there and start the process of learning about cryptocurrency. And if you're ready to get into crypto and you know, buy a little bit, then you can do that through Bitcoin.com as well. they got a bunch of useful features there, including their news website at news.bitcoin.com. Once again, that's news.bitcoin.com. We continue here. We're going to go to your phone calls and thoughts. And then uh, Aria will tell us about de-dollarization, plus on the way, the top 10 survival foods. Conan's got that story, but first, it's Major Payne on the line in Michigan. You're on Free Talk Live, Major. Major? Yep. Gotcha. Um, well, I don't, most people, I think, believe in a higher power. And uh, there is a sign today that says that the Almighty is not happy with uh, the White House or the current administration. Oh, I don't know if you remember back when John the Baptist in the in the good book, when he baptized Jesus, supposedly a dove hovered over Jesus's head. Well, today what happened was though Joe Biden was pushing America and he's out in front of a bunch of John Deere tractors trying to sell his baloney. And as soon as he said the words made in America, a bird pooped on his lapel. (laughs) Oh, nice. (laughs) You got to love that. I'll have to look for that video. Sounds like fun. I thought that was for Sharon. Is, is John Deere truly made in America or are just assembled yeah, in believe, America? I believe they still are. Are, assi- I mean, are the, parts, out- the parts bought in China outsour- and assembled here? I don't know about outsourced parts, but I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure they manufacture most of it here. Now, why is he even going to a bunch of John Deere drivers? Are, those are not the type of people who would, would give Biden the two cents. Because 
because he was trying to sell the whole made in America precept. Now we still had it all going on, all this outsourcing, there's a bunch of hooey and whatnot. He's just trying to con, you know, confound the people, spread another lie, take the attention span of you know the of the, of the normal Nat American, and distract it long enough to where it, it's all you know. Don't pay attention to the man behind the curtain. It's Look all we know. Later. It's all theater. This is a midterm election year, right? Midterm. That's correct. Okay. correct. Well, for, well, for the, all the governors and whatnot, yeah. not for the president. Yeah. That's right. Thank you, Major Payne, for the call tonight. Appreciate hearing from you. Uh, probably the the executives at John Deere are the types of people that donate to both the Democrats and the Republicans, and the, the oh, folks for that, sure. the folks that work the assembly line probably don't appreciate Joe Biden. Would be my guess. No, and and, yeah. and even and even a bunch of unioners. Mm-hmm. who supposedly Biden is. That's what his claim mm-hmm. to fame is. Even they are having issue with him. Toll-free, or no, not toll-free, uh, 603-283-6160. Let's get into the de-dollarization story, Aria, that you've been wanting to cover here tonight. Yeah, because it starts out crazy, right? 2022 started with a surging Omicron variant. And from I, who? From where? This is from The Hill. The Hill, okay. I barely even remember this. I, you know, I have some recollections just from the name, and it reminded me of Futurama. But Aria, that, Aria, they're up to like the third or fourth Omicron right now. Variant. I know they're like SA.B2 or they're just, whatever. They're, just they're, making they're up, playing Battleship at this I think point. they're up to G or something. They need a new scary name is what they need. The numbers aren't going to cut. Yeah, it. the numbers aren't cutting it at all. But I mean, maybe they've realized well, they've lost the the the, the narrative, and it's it's not really something they believe in anymore. I mean, we got Ukraine, man. Well, they never actually tried doomsday variants. Mm. Omega. No, I mean just straight, just, just straight up call it doomsday. Yeah, variants. that wouldn't work. Omega would work, but not doomsday. That's a, that's Marvel Comics or something. Who is doomsday? Is he DC or Marvel? I have no clue. Yeah, me either, man. That's a Mark question. So a few weeks in, providing a respite, the variant subsided around the globe. However, as if the world was deprived of tragedy and was rejoicing for too long, weeks later, and that reminds me, we never got into that article about, what, what was it, the, the permacrisis that I had we a few weeks ago? No. Perma? Yes. P-E-R-M-A? As in, as in permanent crisis. It's a term they're using over in Europe. Uh, we did look at it. I don't know if it was I think on the we, air. I but think we posted it to the Mastodon basically server. ours started... 2001, November 11th? No. We've we basically been a, a permit crisis thing. ever since? It seems like a more recent terminology, but uh, yeah, it's something that the mainstream media has been using over in Europe to keep people frightened, and calling now, it a perma crisis. By the way, Doomsday is DC. And now American media is like, the world was deprived of tragedy and was rejoicing for too long. You know, we got away from the permit crisis, perma crisis for too long. Weeks later... Russia invaded Ukraine, leading to death and destruction in Ukraine and economic turmoil around the globe. No, again, the sanctions did that. That's a good point. Russia's invasion of Ukraine is not comparable to any other invasion in history. What? (laughs) (laughs) I don't write this stuff, Wait, where's where's this coming from again? The Hill. The Hill. Oh, God. (laughs) Due to its geoeconomic significance, both Ukraine and Russia are leading exporters of commodities such as crude, natural gas, iron, steel, wheat... And edible oils and fertilizer that have a direct impact on the inflation levels in major world economies. While economists were concerned about a significant drop in consumption levels arising from COVID nineteen related lockdowns because they weren't asking their mailmen what sort of you know deliveries they were making and whether or not consumption levels were actually down, the the suppression of demand sending crude prices to zero dollars per barrel two years ago. I remember that. Yeah, I that do too so now. Crazy. I had forgotten about that. Man, they were paying people to store right. oil. <laughs> and now now look, just two uh-huh. years later, wow. wow. 
It's a crazy world, man. Now they are concerned about the opposite. Skyrocketing crude prices touching more than $130 per barrel and natural gas hitting $5.7 per metric million British thermal units. I found less than $4 gas uh, today when I was traveling up to Plymouth for uh, Joe's court hearing. Our, our friend Breaking the Flaw had a court hearing today. You should, If you're and, going up north, you should stop in Walpole. They had the cheapest gas in the area. Oh, is that right? Uh, two, I think I paid three eighty nine the other yeah. day. Yeah, it was about three. I think it was actually three eighty nine what I paid today. Good. There well, also, not, well, not good. But well, I, mean, I thought, hey, what a deal. <laughs> I, I know, right? <laughs> You've been conditioned yeah. from the, you know, you're rejoicing because oh, yeah. you're no longer in the perma uh, <laughs> fixture. What was it called again? Perma what? Perma crisis. Perma crisis. Perma crisis. Yes. I don't live in a perma crisis. I know. I don't either. All. <laughs> there were also price increases on wheat, edible oils. I have no idea. That's twice they've said edible oils without giving a single example. I presume example. cooking oil. Yeah. It must be cooking oils. Okay. And other commodities with the potential to directly impact the average Joe, not just in the U.S. and Western world, but in the global South, where inflation shocks are even more acute. Adding fuel to the fire, the U.S. chose the worst possible weapon to deter Russia. Sanctions. Economic sanctions. Yeah, well, mm-hmm. I agree with him on that one. Well, and that mm-hmm. wasn't accidental, right? They, they weren't trying to deter Russia. They were trying to... Start a war. Yeah. I mean, that's this what sanctions same, are. This is the same damn thing they did with Japan. And guess what you got? A war. You got Mm -hmm. Pearl Harbor. By sanctioning Russia, the world's third largest producer of crude and largest supplier of wheat. They're now the most sanctioned country in the world, by the way. There was something about that the other day, that they're sanctioned more than Iran, more than North Korea. More more than than North Korea. Wow. And yet they're still buying their oil. Yeah. If they can. I mean, their country, I know Germany's one of them. It's like, we shouldn't be buying their oil, but what else are you going to do? Because your stupid (laughs) windmills don't work. There's more on the way here. Uh, 603-283-6160. The de-dollarization of the world. Is it no longer going to be the reserve currency? We certainly hope so. It'd be nice to see a more resilient market of multiple options instead of everybody leaning on the almighty dollar, which is falling in its value, which is always, it always has since they took away the gold backing. There's more coming up here. It's just falling faster now. It's Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live. The number, if you want to join us, 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. Here in the studio tonight, you've got Ian. Aria. And Conan. And you can join us online anytime you want over at freetalklive.com. You can help us out like Dan Kraftsig has done. He is a gold-level supporter of the AMPS Patreon. AMPS stands for Advertise, Market, Promote, and Support Free Talk Live, you get some cool perks, you get some benefits. For joining up over on our Patreon, just go to amps.freetalklive.com. You'll find it there. That's amps.freetalklive.com. Aria, you are sharing with us a story from The Hill about uh, the de-dollarization of the world economy. Let's talk about more about that. Yeah, so the last thing they said was that the economic sanctions are one of the least likely things to have an effect on Russia. They're not likely to de- to deter Russia. Worse, the U.S. has probably set off dynamite that could burst into a recession in the next six months. The opposite may actually be true. Some polls are showing the Russian people are actually galvanizing behind Putin 
And you that's know. generally what sanctions do. I mean, if they tried to, that's what happened with nine eleven, right? It, it, it caused Americans to go, "Oh, you're, you're, you're right. We we shouldn't be invading Middle Eastern countries." Mm-hmm. Instead, they were like, "No, invade more Middle Eastern countries." Right. It, and it, none of these acts of aggression ever achieve their desired effect. They just create a desire for vengeance. Yes. Unless you're trying to sell munitions, and then mm. this is beautiful. Yeah, some people seem to believe that sanctions are going to somehow turn the people against their own politicians, nope, and never it just do. doesn't happen. It hardens them. It hardens yeah. them, to, and it makes them hate you. The, the rest of the world. The rest yeah. of the world, and not necessarily their leaders. However, the long-term challenge for the U.S. will be to keep the crown on the U.S. dollar's head as the leading global reserve slash fiat currency. Like that's that that death knell has already sounded. You think so? Yeah, the U.S. dollar with the with the Chinese, uh, uh, Indian ruple rupee thing going on with mm-hmm. India and There's Russia and talk. China. There's a lot of talk. It's Russia done. has said that they are only going to take uh, the Russian yep. rupee. No, ruble. ruble. So rupees India. Uh, the Russian ruble is only going to be accepted by unfri- or for unfriendly countries, quote unquote. So that's the European Union countries, that's South Korea, Japan, the United States. Anybody that wants to buy oil from Russia is going to have to pay in the Russian currency. That is something that they have officially yes. said, but the deadline they set, the 31st of last month, blew by and they had to push it out some more weeks until they can mm. get all well, their Their virtue signaling was a bit together. ahead of their actual yeah. capabilities. But I take, and I take gold, as, accept gold as well. They're taking Bitcoin. And I think they will take gold if, yeah. they, if you're going to take Bitcoin. You're probably going to take. I know gold. they've been. I know they've been buying it, hoarding up for many yeah. years now. So once that does actually happen, it hasn't happened yet, from what I understand. That will be the first real domino. Well, I think. I don't to, think to it fall. really matters whether it has happened yet or not. Like the USD has always had its status as the world reserve currency because it was the top one. It was mm-hmm. the top currency for the entire world. Every world, every country used it as their reserve currency, as their. As their international trading currency. Mm -hmm. So now you have already competing currencies. The U.S. dollar is no longer the only one, even if no one's actually using it at this point. Yeah, you're right. The market will respond to those announcements immediately, whether or not they are put into play. And I'll have to pull up the Russian versus USD chart because... As they invaded, as Putin invaded, the Russian uh, ruble fell against the dollar, but it came back and it actually went back up above where it was uh, prior to the invasion recently. So I don't know where it has been in the last week. I'll check that. And I certainly don't expect the USD to just collapse overnight or, you know, probably not even in the next few years as a result of this. But the decline has started. I mean, that's it. This is the moment where the decline of the USD reaches the point of no return. So the long-term challenge, they say, is going to be to keep the crown on the U.S. dollar's head. But the the unilateral sanctions of the West against Russia had the unintended consequence of raising inflation levels in Europe, East Africa, and South Asia. Yeah, I'm not buying unintended. I'm mm. not buying that at all. This was all, this was all by plan. They knew what they were doing. I don't know. They're, I, they're pretty incompetent. I mean, they're they're smart, but... I don't know if they're smart enough and capable enough to be able to predict the consequences of something like this on a global scale. Yeah, Biden isn't, but his handlers are. I'm sure that they knew exactly Maybe. what was up with these sanctions because they because we have historic we have his history telling us what sanctions actually do long term. So Europe, East Africa, and South Asia are the largest importers of Russian wheat and energy. Given that seeking alternatives and establishing substitute supply chains takes time and capital, most economies are establishing different mechanisms to circumvent the sanctions. These range from using barter trade to trading in their own currencies, 
over the dollar. Oh. So, so evidently, some of these countries in East Africa, South Asia, and Europe are trading with Russia already in their own currencies instead of the U.S. dollar as they were using, you know, six months ago. And you know what else helps? Being the size of Russia mm, oh and yeah. being self-sufficient and not needing your nonsense and have been actually preparing for this for years and years. Mm-hmm. So, screw your sanctions. We, 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 we drill we'll our own right. oil. We, we have our own fertilizer. We have our own food. We don't need the rest of you. Do it. You throw as many sanctions at you as you wanted us. It's not going to work. And they're still friendly with China. So, you know, they need computer chips or whatever. They can still cross. The border. Absolutely. So the latter, which is using other currencies over the USD, is igniting a debate on the use of the dollar for global trade, not necessarily among America's steadfast allies, but more so with countries that are on the fence about America's global interventions. Countries like Brazil, China, South Africa, and India that are part of the BRICS grouping. And there's a highlight here that would allow me to see what that stands for, but it doesn't seem important. They make up more than 24% of world gross domestic product and 16% of world trade. Similarly, in Africa, which makes up about 3% of global GDP and is predicted to grow six times in size by 2050, many countries will likely reconsider dollar trade. Developing nations and emerging markets emerging markets economies cannot easily absorb inflation shocks. Well, no economy can. The only reason the United States has absorbed these 10% inflation levels for as long as it has is because of its status as the world reserve currency. Yeah, it helps it. Yeah. And a few it of these... spread that out amongst the rest of uh, the right. planet, basically. So that the people in South Asia are eating some of the inflation mm-hmm. and the people in the United States aren't feeling quite all of it. Right. And a few of these economies, rising inflation levels could lead to a balance of payment crisis and even the toppling of their respective governments. Hence, it is natural for these economies to seek ways to circumvent America's sanctions. Even Europe, one that is part of the Western alliance, has sought ruble-euro trade arrangements to prevent any disruptions in Russian gas supply. Mm. From Europe's standpoint, in particular from Italy's and Germany's, Russian gas keeps factories running and homes lit. Without Russian gas, their economies would come to a standstill. Therefore, well, it they can is, buy the gas somewhere else. It's just going to be more expensive. It's going to be more expensive. They have to set up those supply lines. They have to build the pipes mm. to get it in and all of that other stuff that they were talking mm. about, That they plus money. But they've got all those windmills. I don't understand <laughs> this. This doesn't make any sense to me. They turned off their nukes. They, put, they built more windmills. Mm. What's wrong here? <laughs> Moreover, this experience could place Europe at a crossroads, prioritize the transatlantic alliance, and blindly bandwagon the U.S., even if it were to cost it economically or put European economic interests first over relations with its transatlantic partner. I think the obvious answer is that Europe should put Europe first. Hmm. The impacts of these sanctions are even more profound in the global south. For example, India imports more than 80% of its crude demand and the rise in prices will convert to inflation and even a balance of payment crisis. That's twice they've used that without explaining it. What is a balance of payment crisis? If it buys at current market levels, understandably, when Russia offered to sell its crude at around a 30% discount to the market price, it was rational for the government to consider that proposal. So evidently, in order to get around some of these sanctions or whatever they were doing, Russia was like, hey, we'll give you we'll price break. Yeah, 30% off, man. Uh, yeah, it's going to that's an incentive. I can't imagine America would the, the average American would mind 30% off their gas prices at this point. Earlier this month in his speech, Putin spoke of diversifying reserve currencies to national currencies, gold, and other commodities. It may not just be Russia that would consider diversifying reserves. Countries in East Africa and South Asia 
that have been indirectly impacted by the sanctions and could very well be facing secondary sanctions will look toward other assets. So a secondary sanction would be where they're going to be punished for still trading with Russia, right? Yes. The number here is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. It's a, a very dangerous game that is being played by the United States, and it may not end in their favor. It's Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live, and you can join us here. The number is 603-283-6160. You can bring up whatever you want to discuss, whether it's inflation or the de-dollarization of the world economy. Is it coming? Is it uh, imminent? If so, how soon uh, is it going to happen? I think it's a great thing if that does occur. It, it will definitely give people more options on the world scene. It would be even better if more countries started to adopt cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin uh, as their national legal tender without doing it uh through force like they did in el salvador at least uh, in theory they can threaten force on people if they don't accept bitcoin uh we hear that they might be doing that in not saint kitts uh saint martin which is the island north of uh, saint kitts where the prime minister has begun taking his entire paycheck in Bitcoin Cash. Nice. And he's the apparently the first politician in the world to actually do this. The New York City new mayor said he was going to take his first three paychecks in Bitcoin and then I guess go back to dollars. So whoopee-doo. Hmm. Uh, but this guy is now saying he's going to take his full paycheck. In, he's made the order. It's official. It's a done deal. And he is now talking about you know getting some sort of a legal tender thing through and has specified that his proposal would be that it would be a voluntary uh, order instead of a mandatory thing see i'm still not a fan of that i like the idea of i mean you know freeing up your nation if they want to use whatever currency they want sure mm-hmm. i mean that that would be ideal but a worst case scenario each nation has their own individual currency or a group of currencies that they use and bitcoin is just sort of the reserve currency throughout the world that they use to you know measure their currencies against one another you know, one Bitcoin is worth, you know, 50,000 Russian rubles or 47,000 USD. And you use that to gauge the the relationship between the USD and the ruble, which is what a reserve mm. currency is supposed to do. Yeah, that'd be nice. That, Don't know if that's going to happen, though. That's what I would like to see, yeah. right? But the, as more smaller countries uh, start to adopt cryptocurrencies as legal tender, that is going to help those folks stay more financial or fiscally sound. Certainly. And that's a good thing for them. So I want to see more of that happen. It hasn't really you know, taken off since El Salvador was the first. There hasn't really been a second yet. Well, El Salvador screwed it up so badly. Yeah, they really botched it. If, it's, if they cannot, the problem is, is being able to print as much money as you need to, right. to fund your wars. If the, well, if that, you no, ha- that's not, that's, that's the, that's not the, that's what we want. We want them to not be able to do that. That's what I'm saying. That's why if they if more of these countries start to adopt a currency that is finite, like Bitcoin, then that will prevent them from funding wars and funding projects that uh, they wouldn't otherwise be able to unless they could just print up some money. That's why you're only likely going to see that happen in the countries that do not have their own currency. Uh, so El Salvador was one of those. They were using the dollar. Uh, and so ad- adopting Bitcoin was no skin off their back because it's not going to hurt their central bank. They don't have one. Right. 
but the countries with central banks, of course, are near to you know. There's no chance they're going to adopt cryptocurrency as any kind of legal no. They tender. like I said before, yeah. like I said, they want to create their own. Yeah, they're version. not going to undermine that for a moment. And I, I have a, I have a list here of a lot of the countries who have been who've been th- th- at least thinking about or at least have names for their their currencies that they want to implement. They want to they want to feist onto the faust onto the peoples. You talking about a CBDC, central bank digital currency, or something else? The, uh, uh, well, I don't know how many of these countries are are uh, hand in hand with the uh, central banks, but I know that. Uh, well, here here's here's the list of them: Dubai. Okay. Mm-hmm. Who, who they who do they work with? I don't India. Know. Uh, uh, Venezuela, Petro, mm-hmm. Estonia, Est Estcoin. You have Russia, Estonia. This is not the first time we've heard of them. They 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 got something going on with Bitcoin as well. I don't I recall exactly what it is. They, they call it Est E S T coin. Hmm. I could uh, be mistaken. Uh, Russia's got their crypto ruble. Sweden's got their E E krona. Apparently, Estonia didn't, uh, that thing didn't happen. Uh, according to CNBC story from 2018, Estonia says it won't issue a national cryptocurrency and never planned to. Mm. Uh, J- Japan as JCoin. Uh, Where is this coming from? This is uh, Kalkine Media. Yeah, it sounds like but uh, these are, rumors. But, well, these and these are all old projects yeah. from back in 2017, so I'm wondering how many of these, like the Estonia one, just didn't get up off the ground. But I know, I know our Fed... Uh, There's just, a lot of just as recently as last year, I've been talking. They've been talking about it for years, but yeah, they well, really, really want so their recently. own digital currency, and they want to be able to give UBI out to the folks. They want to get the stimmy checks yeah. via this new digital Correct. currency. I want to go to Stephen here. We'll get back into de-dollarizing the world economy. Stephen is on the line in Georgia. Go ahead. Hey guys. Hey Stephen. Yes, sir. Go ahead. Hey. Um, so I just wanted to, you know, comment on something that was said earlier. Y'all talking about inflation, um, and one of the gentlemen on the show mentioned that he has uh, mylar buckets with wheat, or I didn't hear what he said. I think he said rice. Rice, beans, but, um, you name it. Corn, uh, wheat. No, nope, uh, but I do have corn, but it, I don't have it stored in mylar. But I, I'm going through it so fast. It's for the chickens. Hmm. But I have, but well, I have corn. ground, but I have ground up my own corn and make uh, uh, corn flour. Yeah, I was about to say corn. Corn will make cornbread and all sorts of good stuff. Um, I'm sorry, I don't mean to be dark or anything, um, but there may come a time where, like, that's the only thing you have to eat. Um, mm-hmm. And that's he knows what, that, that, that's why, that, that's, that's why I have it. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, but a lot of I don't think a lot of libertarians and a lot of anarchists and a lot of volunteers think that far. So I don't think people in general do this. I've been gardening in my yard for uh, almost 10 years now. All of my neighbors, okay. I have I have at least 500 people in my neighborhood. And they all, at least one side of the neighborhood, they walk through there, they drive past it, they see me out there, they come in and comment, they say, you know, good job, I like what you're doing here. No one is gardening in my neighborhood. I'm the only wow. one. I do a show and, with you every week and I'm not gardening. I, I know that's that's what I'm saying. No one has caught on, and I don't. I just don't see the. It's, of course, I have a bullseye on myself. Here I am going to be talking about foods you should be growing. People talking about my mylar stored food. I have a bull. I have a bullseye all over me. People know who I am. They're going to be coming for me. They're going to the first. The first wave might not make it through, but if they, there's enough of them, it's, it's date. Here's the first thing. Here's number one rule of being a prepper. Don't tell anyone. Don't tell anybody you're a prepper. 
but I'm doing it because I'm trying to trying to, help I'm trying to enlighten people. Stephen, what else you got? Go ahead. Off-site storage location. Have a fallback area. Move everything right now, bud. Just move it all. Yeah, but Conan's um, cheap. He's not going to hire. He's not going to go out and get a storage unit. Uh, what I what I'll probably do is I'll probably hire uh, co-host Matt uh, to come. Protect, help protect me. I need a there mercenary. Okay. So if I have to have to leave the property, I'll have Matt there, and he's got guns. <laughs> you can take well, him off my property. I'll, I'll pay him. I'll pay it, and I'll pay him in beans and peanuts. I was, I was going to say you can just pay him in food at that point. Oh yeah, pay him in bullets. You can have when I'm at work. Matt goes to my house, and when I come home, we'll, we just got to work on and right, off. We'll we have the schedule. Thanks, Stephen, for the call tonight. Appreciate it. The numbers. Where would you be going in the in the event of an economic collapse? Right, where you're worried about you know people. You realize what I do for a living. I'm the when there's a lockdown, I am the only person on the streets delivering your crap. There's there was still, no there's, lockdown. There's, in, there's still in New gonna be no, at a time when you're worried about having to shoot your neighbors because they're starving to death. No one's gonna be ordering stuff on Amazon, dude. <laughs> I think you're not gonna have anything to deliver. I, Society will I be deliver collapsing. to the rich, the rich town. It's all nothing but richers there. They yeah, have money, and they will get eaten by the poor people who rob them before they rob you. Well, in that case, I'll get to stay at home and be my, I'll get a day off. That's all I'm saying is that I don't think you'll be you'll be clocking in to do your shit. While- I don't know if it's going to be that bad where you got zombies actually eating each other, like I like I always joke about. Well, that's but what I, happened in the French Revolution. I think they didn't, that, eat I, the fr- they didn't eat the rich, but they broke in and took all their stuff and killed them. I, yeah, but I'm not that. I'm not rich. No, but you're, you're the people you deliver mail to are. They'll be the first to go. Actually, I might I might actually have all the information. <laughs> I might set up a website. Say, this is where you need to go, guys. Right? Oh no, do I a, wouldn't do, do that. Do a good public service, man. Um, <laughs> no, I'm actually more concerned with like riffraffery and you know burglary, bur- mm. burglary, um, just petty crime. Yeah, it's going to start with people uh, just coming over the fence and stealing stealing a couple tomatoes or, or gas an apple. out of your tank. That's what's going to happen first. Well, that they got to get up my driveway first yeah. and. But yeah, that's. And by, and by that, the way, that's actually happening. Has that happened? You here? heard about the guys who parked? They had a van. They parked over one of the one of the uh, gas fuel cells, and they, and like they in the gas uh, at, parking lot, par- gas parking lot, yeah. and they have those those wells are buried yeah. underground, and they right, have the right. little the little sp- the spigots at the top. Mm-hmm. They got in there, opened one up, and they put their they siphoned their hoses down what? there, and they siphoned the gas Where right up out of there. Where did this happen? This happened a couple weeks ago. Where? I'm, I'll find out in the in break. New Hampshire or somewhere? No, else? no, somewhere else. That's crazy. That has to be California, man. There was another one where the guy switched the pumps, the pump handles, and sat there and waited for another customer to drive up on the other side of the island and started pumping his gas into the other dude's vehicle. Wow. That guy got caught. I I imagine it would be easy to catch when your hose is wrapped around to the other guy's vehicle. Right. Unless you don't notice. The number is 603-283-6160. You can share your thoughts. Hour three is on the way. It's Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live. It is Free Talk Live. Kicking off the third hour here. The phones are open if you want to join us. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. Here tonight, it's Ian. Aria. And Cody. We can uh, talk further about de-dollarization of the world economy. Further, also, uh, we're going to get into the top 10 survival crops. Conan is going to share that with us on the way this hour, we're also going to your phone calls about whatever's on your mind at 603-283-6160. 
And we go back to those phones where Dominic is on the line calling us from West Virginia. Dominic, go ahead. Hey, um, I didn't mean to call in to you guys. It's been on my mind for a few days now. But um, I I have a dog, and my dog has been having um, behavior issues lately. Hmm. So I took her to the vet, and um, the vet talked to me about putting my dog on Prozac. No, no, hire a trainer. What kind of behavior (laughs) issues are we talking about? Well, um, I've had her for about six months. She's probably a year and a half now. Okay. Um, Getting her nails cut, um, places won't do that because she just throws a fit. Mm. Um, She's very defensive and... When guests come over my uh, my house, they're very defensive too. So um, it's what's funny. When None of that's kids, depression, though. That's just the dog needing to be trained. Um, uh, all respect to vets and what they do. If my animals are sick, then I need to take them to the vet. But if my animals are having behavioral issues, mm-hmm. I need to contact someone who is an expert in getting that animal to behave in the way that I want. And that's going to be a trainer, not a vet. Yeah, get a hold of Caesar Milan. <laughs> Fun fact, the trainer that I use for my dog actually has worked with Caesar Milan, and he actually has worked recently with a pit bull who was put on Prozac because wow. the pit bull was in a home with like 14 other little tiny terror, uh, terriers that were untrained. and Terrorists. Yeah. They would just bark and yip and behave badly until uh, the pit bull was like, all right, it's time to put you in your place and would bite one of them. Wouldn't mm-hmm. injure them or try to mm-hmm. kill them. It would just bite them. And they're like, oh, the dog's got behavioral problems. We need to put it on Prozac. And the trainer came in. And he was like, no, look. The dog is doing exactly what the dog is trained to do. to do. Yeah. What the problem is that you've got these 14 Dominating. other terriers around yeah. here that are completely running wild and it's driving your other bigger dog crazy because mm-hmm. he's supposed to be in control and you're not allowing him to control. No one's controlling this environment. Now, was the vet, was the vet trying to push this on you or was, just, or was he just mentioning it as an option? Um, the vet wrote me a prescription for, well, not me, wrote my dog a prescription for Prozac, said, oh, Put her on this, and oh, he also mentioned training. To be fair, okay. but um, did the vet yeah. try to tell you that your dog suffers from depression or something? Why? Why Prozac? Anxiety. You're, I have never in my life met a dog that suffers from anxiety. I don't know about this vet. How long have you had this vet in your life? Um. Well, not long because I've just moved recently. Mm. But here's the deal. Um. When I was a kid, I laughed when I heard that one of my cousins was paying to put their dog on antidepressants. <laughs> and I did research. I did research on this, and this isn't a brand new thing. What I'm thinking is, since everyone and their uncle is taking antidepressants these days, surely Big Pharma's got to grow their number. So, oh, get the dogs we'll put, in on it. Oh, oh, oh we'll and, and, don't, and don't forget to get them vaccinated while you're at it. Well, right, and if Americans are used to taking antidepressants, then of course they're going to think that it's fine for their animals, too. Oh, well, I'm on them. Why shouldn't, you know, Fido be on the antidepressants? I agree with you, Aria. I think that's a terrible thing. I do want to correct myself. There probably are some dogs out there who have been so sufficiently traumatized that they do have anxiety issues and stuff like that. So I don't want to say mm-hmm. it's impossible for a dog to have anxiety or maybe even depression, right? 
But these are all things that with proper training, the, the dog could overcome just like a human can overcome their anxiety sure. or their depression or whatever. Give, give the dog some shrooms before Humans you give can them overcome Prozac. depression. That with, is not medical and, advice. Do not I, give your dog shrooms. I have no idea what that I would won't. do. And I did bring what up, I did bring up Caesar what? as kind of a joke, but I'm actually not. If you ever watched any of his programs, he talks about why dogs do what they do. They're pack animals. And basically they... They learn incorrect training. They they are trained incorrectly from an early age, and then they bad become bad owner means bad dog every single time. And and the and antidepressants or whatever is just going to be a band aid on a problem. It's it's something you could be paying for for the yeah. rest of his that dog's life. You got to go to the root of the problem. And I agree with so what Aria. do you three What do you three think that um, when my dog is terrified of getting her nails cut and she she is aggressive to visitors to my place, how what what do you think? What do you all think would be the best way to handle that situation, other than putting her on drugs? Uh, how much how much exercise does this dog get? Is it cooped up in the um, house all day while you're at work, and it's just is it, was it traumatized as a young dog? Was it I kicked, kicked, kicked around and say. beaten? Like my trainer would say, well, you have to ease your dog into having them accustomed to having people mess with their nails, right? You can't just grab your dog and hold it down and start clipping its nails because that's just going to make it more anxious, more afraid, more out of control. But just start, you know, petting your dog down to their nails a couple of times each day. Get them used to that movement. Does the Get dog them let used to you? the actual clips. This is an important question. Does the dog let you do its nails? No. Okay. Wait, wait, wait. It's no because you haven't tried or no because it won't let you? I've tried, but she just tries to pull away. Well, a lot of dogs are going to do that. Yeah, they don't. But does she try to bite you? Does she get aggressive with you? Um, I haven't tried that forcefully. Um, you know, being a libertarian, I don't, I don't like forcing anything. Yeah, last, but I, I kind right. of agree with you. I mean, that that makes sense, right? Now, as far yeah. as your neighbors, or the visitors are concerned, is the dog aggressive towards them, or is it a fearful of them? Ah, that's that's tough to say. Well, Either fear way, can lead uh, toward a, a snap, right? Right. Like if but if they're afraid of people, they're going to be afraid of someone cutting their nails as well. Sure. Now, yeah. if they're aggressive, it might be because... Uh, you know, Caesar, we need you, man. <laughs> well, I got to agree with Aria. It's good to get a professional in that, you know, you never know which one to hire, right? Because there's different different ones out there. But uh, yeah, but just about any dog trainer who you know specializes in dog training is going to have a pretty good idea of what they're doing. You know, yeah. th- this is what and they we'll do. be able to determine to whether it's afraid of people or whether it's a, just a mean bad dog or whether it's just an inbred dog. That's another I've problem. Cra- that, hold on, that's a, that's another idea. problem that we doesn't get brought up a lot. Question, real quick. You know, uh, ask the trainer right off the bat. First question: Hey, my vet wants to put my dog on Prozac. What do you think? Yeah. What do yeah. you think? Yeah. And the trainer that says that's a terrible idea. Stick with him. I will train Try your dog. That. Give that one a shot. Yeah. Try that, Dominic, and let us know how it goes, okay? Cool. Thanks, Thanks. man. Appreciate the call. Yep. Uh, Number here is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. Ari, do you actually have a trainer for your dog or you know of one who would work with you? Yeah. And you and all right because that's another problem I would run I would run into. I've met met, I've met some of these animal lovers and I don't think they're worth their salt. They don't I don't think they know anything about what they're actually doing and yeah, they're out there waste, wasting your time and taking your money well that's why i had a trainer right uh, because i'm a cat person you my cats are very well behaved but you want me to communicate with a dog and get it to do what i want i have no idea man 
So that's why I brought in a trainer, and he was great, and he taught me how to communicate with her. Like they said in the Caesar Milan show, you know, they rehabilitate do- rehabilitate dogs, and they train people. That's pretty much it. You yeah, have yeah. to be trained in how to interact with the dog. And watch that South Park episode of Caesar Milan. I watched too. That's it very today good. by by sheer coincidence. <laughs> I, that's one of my favorite. And you bringing up the dog training issue a year ago made me rewatch that at the time. Uh, definitely, uh, it was one, about one a year ago. She turns a year. This this month, so yeah, yeah it, it, she's a good girl. Sa- sadly, when it comes to some of these dogs, uh, some of them were were so badly abused when they were puppies, and then you've also got a dogs who just just it's just bad genes, man. It's bad breeding, wow. and and or they're dogs who are just they're they're they were they were raised, they were reared, uh, 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 trained, bred, bred. I'm excuse me, they were bred to be aggressive dogs. Mandy. I'm sorry, pit bulls out there. No, no, the pit bulls. They were nursery dogs. Go back to the Pitbulls, early 20th centuries, a, and you're going to find pictures of them like coddling babies. Yeah. And if you stuff. got a good owner, centuries. What about this year? It's this a hundred years. A hundred na- years of breeding. They, if they're not the same not dog. Naturally bad dogs. It's a bad owner every single time when you're dealing with a pitbull. Uh, Mandy in the chat on YouTube says she waits till her dog is asleep and sneaks up and gets one <laughs> male at a time. That sounds risky, Holy but crap. if it works for you, whatever you do, don't don't cut too deep, and you'll yeah, you got to be careful. Hit the quick, and yeah. your dog will hate you forever. Yeah, you got to be careful with that for sure uh they get uh, coagulant though you can get just in case you accidentally right, do right. cut it 603-283-6160 it is free talk live Free Talk Live. You can join us here and bring up whatever you want. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. Whether you want to talk about a bad dog or Shanghai or whatever yeah, that was it is. surprising. I, I did not expect that call. I like you know different calls with unusual say- questions, so feel free. Phones you, are you, open. You know the problem in this world, right? It's, well, there's a lot of them, but which the, one? The, no, this is not the number one. Cocaine? This is the number one problem. Uh, you have two types of people in this world. You have dog people and you have cat people. That's a problem? That's a problem because all the people in power are dog people. If we had more cat people, it'd be a much better place. Now, here's the only problem. Here's the only problem. <laughs> I don't disagree because I know where you're coming from. Here's the only problem. Cat people don't want to be in charge of you. <laughs> so they're not going to run for office. They're not going to be at the White House with their cat. Hold on how, a many, how many presidents have... How Didn't many president- Bill Clinton have a damn cat? How many pictures of socks? How, how much? How much time did it talk? What do you mean? It's socks? Wasn't it called socks? Wasn't that Clinton's cat? Did they I, ever I believe, talk about it? I believe you're correct, Ian. Yeah. But they also had a dog. These, these are not. So do you remember his name? I do not. All right, it's then. probably Duffy or something. But. These are not universal truisms. <laughs> but you see, but we we don't actually know if Obama was a cat or a dog person because he had both. We don't know if Arya is a cat or a dog person, except we do know because we know Arya. She's a cat person. She just happens to have a dog. On the side. I don't see it's what it makes hustle. a difference, man. They're a bunch of monsters. It doesn't matter whether or not they get <laughs> a cat or a dog. <laughs> They're such different creatures, though, right? Like, my cats, if I had to, I could I could just leave. Here's some food. Here's some water. Your litter box is clean. I will be back in four days. You'll be fine. Do your thing, yeah. And I would come back. They would be upset because my cats are weird, and they would have missed me during that period. But they would have been fine. But if I left that dog for four days, dude, he'd eat your house. I can't imagine what I would come back to. Even even if there was a way for me to manage the 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 toilets usage of the dog, despite not being there, it would be a disaster. What was your prediction of Bill Clinton's dog's name? Duffy. Close. It was Buddy. 
Oh, wow. That makes sense. Uh, but, but that doesn't well, tell us whether Bill Clinton is a dog person did, or a cat person. And did, no, Obama, and did Obama have a dog what or a cat? Tell, what it, yes. Uh, well, what it tells you, Obama apparently only had dogs. But uh, what it tells you is that these people are sociopaths. They're control freaks. <laughs> they, they want to control. That, hold on. What they know is, is they need to try to look like you. That's why they go around and o- o- Biden's goes to the ice cream place and he's eating the ice cream and they ask him what his flavor of ice cream is when he's doing the interview with his grandkids and and, and that's, that's why they what have dogs and cats. What is his ice cream? Ian, there are remember. a lot of cat people out there. Why don't these guys ever have a presidential cat on display? Joe Biden has one. Where? I've never seen pictures uh, of the cat. His name is I've, heard, I've seen pictures uh, of the dog. I was going to guess the name. There's the one dog that he had to put, put down because he was biting Patriot or something. I was going to guess Mittens. Interestingly, <laughs> Donald Trump is the only president in our lifetime who has not had any. He has his he has his peons, he has his workers. Yeah, I'm He I'm seems like drones. the kind of person who would have a pet iguana though. Seems like a person would have like a robot cat. He'd probably get Elon on the on the on the uh, the phone like I know I want one of these new uh robotic cats you have to go all the way back to andrew johnson the president after i guess lincoln uh they say he did not have any pets but he did however feed white mice that he found in his bedroom uh prior to that you have to go back to james k polk who had no pets otherwise they all have pets and that's because they want to look like they fit in. That's right. So we need to find we need to find actual pet owners who actually love their animals and have them because they wanted to. We have just them. don't need a president at all, and will, then you've got this problem solved. I will say, despite not having a dog, Trump was probably one of the most relatable presidents we've ever had, mm. simply because of all the McDonald's he had delivered yeah. to the White House on that one occasion. <laughs> like every every news article I saw was like he's cheapening the White House, the glory of the White mm. House, but they're having Big Macs or cheeseburgers or whatever. And I'm he like, was trolling them like he did with the, everything he did. Yeah, that is the American thing, though. McDonald's is huge in America, so there's nothing more American than feeding your football team McDonald's. Was there more from your story, Aria, that you wanted to share about the d uh, Not really. They talk about the hegemony of the U.S. dollar. They don't really specify that that's a bad thing well, or there's an interesting why it's even a thing. Statistic but- here in a Wall Street Journal story that's very similar. They say it's actually nearly 60% of the $12.8 trillion in worldwide currency reserves are in dollars. So How much? 60% of the $12.8 trillion in worldwide currency reserves are dollars. So There was 60- already competition. Well, yeah, but that's interesting. So the question becomes, at what percentage will it no longer be the dollar that is the world reserve currency? If it's already at 60%, is it 49%? Is it 33%? Like, I, mean, I would guess it's be- probably well, obviously, the, obviously, the competing... The currencies are lower and maybe 49, 30, whatever percent, and they're doing well in their respective countries. Maybe it would have to be no longer the uh, plurality or whatever. Maybe if it's, you know, at 49, it probably still would be number one because the probably. other ones would be making up the other 51%. But uh, according to this story, naysayers think this is the beginning of the end of the dollar as the reserve currency because Russia will cozy up to China and adopt the yuan or pivot to cryptocurrencies. And China may start dumping dollars. In fact, since 2014, China and Russia have severely reduced their dependence on the dollar for bilateral trade. So again, the the gears were already turning on this. The dollar has been the world reserve currency since Bretton Woods back in 1944, which is an agreement they made in New Hampshire, uh, by the way, with the dollar pegged to gold and other allied currencies pegged to the dollar. 
This wasn't some bureaucratic pronouncement. The U.S. was in a position of strength after funding the Allied effort in World War II. America almost lost this privileged status in 1971 when deficits from war and welfare led President Nixon to drop the gold standard. As everyone knew was going to happen prior to the collapse of the Bretton Woods Agreement. And it has been downhill ever since to the point where the dollar has lost, what is it, 99% of its value since the early part of the 20th century? Is it up to 99%? When I first started following this, it was, it was like 95%. Or something, yeah. Yeah. I would not be surprised to hear it's not new. Wouldn't that be great, though, if they did start, like countries like China and Russia, they did start adopting cryptocurrency as reserve amazing. currencies? That, that would be a spectacular development because they can't inflate those. They can't control those. China, like Russia, has a capita gross domestic product slightly above Mexico. I'm surprised it's not bigger than that. About one-sixth of the U.S. China's yuan value is based on its economic growth continuing, now forecast at 5.5% for 2022. Whatever China holds in Russian rubles has lost more than 40% of its value in mere weeks, but that's come back. The Russian ruble is back. It went down for a short period of time, and it is right back to where it was. So it's going to be interesting to see how this uh, this all plays out, and we'll we'll definitely keep an eye on it here. Coming up, we're going to get into the top ten survival crops. Conan, where's this list coming from? That, uh, this is uh, from askaprepper.com. I don't okay. know that I've actually. I know that we talked about some foods that you should grow last year during mm-hmm. about this time. Uh, by the way, this it's is planting season. This is right? planting season. Yeah, I also fact- want to say take this list with a grain of salt, though, because you said before the show even started tonight. That you weren't growing ghost peppers after this year. These are these are sustainable crops that you could store a lot of without refrigeration for many months uh, that will sustain you for a good long time. But peppers you gotta have some pe- spice to make it good. Peppers are not on the list, are you? It doesn't matter. But I do. <laughs> but I do grow them. So this is the top ten foods to grow for survival from askaprepper.com. We'll get right into those in just a second. There's more on the way, and time for you if you want to weigh in on this, whether it's the dollar or prepping, growing food, crazy dogs, whatever is on your mind. You can join us 603-283-6160. You can take control of the airwaves here on Free Talk Live at 603-283-6160. More coming up. It's Free Talk Live. You can join us right here in the number 603-283-6160. we got time for you if you want to weigh in on whatever is on your mind. The number is 603-283-6160. Tonight, it's Ian. Aria. And Conan. You can join us online. Head over to freetalklive.com. You can enjoy features that we have for you. We even have a video streaming site. Well, we actually are on a bunch of them, but the one that we like to talk about is Odyssey. You can go to video.freetalklive.com and please follow our channel there on Odyssey. We are not only streaming there nightly, but video archives are available for years. Uh, It's all there over at video.freetalklive.com. Conan, you've got the top 10 survival crops, and it is planting season, at least uh, up here in New England. It probably was planting season earlier. It's been been cold crop season. For a, for a month now, so okay. you should have put your potatoes and your onions and every and your started your cabbages in, indoors. You should have started them a, a month ago. Mm. Okay, should have. Is it too late to start them? Nope. If you can put okay. them in the ground right now, you're good to go. The problem is prep, ground prep, and a lot of the, mm. a lot of the problem and a lot of what I have learned over the years is uh, you kind of have to start now before the collapse. You have to start training yourself and figuring out what works and what doesn't. I, there there are crops that I have 
problems growing here in, in Keene all the time. Mm-hmm. Crops that I used to eat in the South all the time, like okra. I, you could just throw okra over the fence and in the dirt, and it'll grow, and mm-hmm. you know you'll be getting all kinds of crops. Here, it's just too cold at night. Mm. It's just it really does require a certain temperature. But I can grow peppers though here in Keene, but not okra. Could you do it in like a greenhouse or something? If I had one, and it's mm-hmm. on my list. Ah, but okay. uh, you know that's that's just something else that uh, you know I have to to do mm-hmm. when I could just be growing potatoes. Yeah. And this list is really going to go over the crops that store well is this a and, are, that, and are calorie intense. And is this a list that pretty much anyone can grow, or is it only for certain regions? This is uh, Well, there's sweet potato on this mm-hmm. list, and that is not something that I've been able to successfully grow here in mm-hmm. Keene as well. So, But in the South, oh, you need to be growing yourself some sweet potatoes because they grow easy, and they, they store well, and, they just, and they're good. They're okay. just good. I really miss them. When the well, col- your issue is that you're trying to grow sweet potatoes in New England. You you have to grow yams, Conan. I don't even think you can grow yams here, and they're they're not the it's, same thing. Oh, they're not. No, they're <laughs> they're definitely different. A different animal. See, that, I thought I was making a I joke. Didn't know that, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Sweet potatoes and yams are different, and huh. sweet potatoes are not related to regular white white potatoes. Okay. When the collapse happens and you are in survival mode, you need to consider your long-term food needs. You know, before you go on, are we going to know when the collapse happens? You is can't know. Like, this is like the revelations. You don't know when it's coming. It's you just, until later. You don't know until afterwards. You have right? to just start doing it now. Or is it like happening now, right? Because, I mean, when is it going to be the collapse? Are we in when, the middle when, of a slow motion collapse at When the is moment? the American Civil War? Are, is, it, is it going to start a year from now or are we mm. already in it? I think there probably is a moment, you know, some some sort of catalyst, some huge life-changing moment that makes it clear that, okay, yes, we are, in fact, in the midst of the collapse. Mm. I would say this inflation that we've been talking all night is the is, is indicative of what, what we're truly in. We're in the collapse. I think it's coming. Hmm. So when the collapse happens, you need to do this. Whatever food you have stored... Away will Let's eventually go ahead and run that out. The collapse, you need to do this, and then you will have nothing in your pantry. For this reason, you need to use the time you're eating through your food stores to grow your own food. Mm. Food that will be ready when your stores are gone. Perhaps the most important thing to understand when it comes to growing food for survival is that some foods are better than others when it comes to ease of growth, nutritional content, caloric content and ease of storage for this reason you need to have good knowledge of the foods of the best foods to grow for survival particularly if you have limited space or and or are trying to decide which types of seeds to stockpile because that's the other thing you gotta you know you can buy seed from the store but if the if, i'm telling you there's if there's not food on the shelves you i'm guaranteed they're not gonna have seeds on the shelves either so yeah. you need to figure out what seeds uh and and, se- and seeds have a shelf life as well oh, some okay. some are only a couple of years some will last 10 years but, but, you know, they're different, it re, and it, re, it involves you uh, trial by error, figuring out which ones work and which ones don't. First one on this list. I actually, actually, let me just step back a little bit. The hardy, All right, so the hearty foods. First, when it comes to growing your own food, nothing is off limits. All right, you can grow your peppers if you want. I'll grow some hot peppers for you because I'm going to have too many well, reapers. when the collapse year. comes, I will buy them from you with gold. Good, good. Uh, I accept goldbacks and, and crypto. Uh, you can grow anything you want. I imagine crypto would be hard to use in the event of a societal collapse. We have lots of gold backs floating around in Keene. Mm-hmm. Well, those will become the staple uh, currency here. Uh, you can grow anything you want to include in your diet, and your summer months will allow you to have a great abundance of food. Things like tomatoes, peppers, lettuce, and broccoli are all wonderful foods to grow, rich in vitamins and minerals. However, these are not the hearty foods that will get you through your winter, particularly when your available methods of preservation are limited. If you know how to can, though... 
uh, grow up, grow as many peppers and tomatoes as you want. I can a lot of tomatoes, hmm. and it's just that's just something that I really eat, basically eat with every, everything. But well, tomatoes are fantastic; they can go with everything yes. except pancakes. I'm thinking my head. I'm wrapping my head around that one. I'm thinking you're absolutely correct on that one. Let's just about a potato pancake. I thought about this. Like, what can you not put good. tomatoes with? And the only answer I came up with definitively was pancakes. A potato pancake with with ketchup on top. Oh, oh what? Wow. what? What just came out of your mouth? Pancakes with ketchup. Tomato. Pa- potato. Tomato paste. Uh huh. Ketchup with a potato pancake. I put. All right, are we thinking about the same potato? A potato pick pancake is like, uh, uh, like hash, brown. Gra- hash browns. Okay. Yes, that's okay, they, well, they, they call them that. They go hand in hand. <laughs> don't call it a potato pancake. Ideally, you want foods that, once harvested, can be stored as is or dried and stored for for use over the winter months. For this reason, the following are the recommended staples to plant and grow for year-round sustenance, starting with the three sisters. And I never have never been able to three, the, do the three, three the three sisters. Uh, program which is corn with beans growing up the corn and squash growing at the base mm. can't can't work here is what you're saying i just it it's dumb the every single time the the squash doesn't get enough light at mm. the base and can't do its thing and the and the beans that are growing up the corn stalks pull the corn down to the ground and then you got cor- you got you got corn stalks all over so the place. So they do grow. They just don't want to grow. You shouldn't grow them together is what you're saying. Well, according to the myth, the myth of the Native Americans, this is what they did. This is their specialty, the three sisters mm. system where they would, do, they would grow these three crops together. Mm. And I'm just not sure it actually works. Now, yeah. I know that there is a – I've seen diagrams of different setups where you don't, you're not growing them right on top of each other. You know, you're, they're spread out in such a way that they are, they are able to complement each other. Uh, I just have not been able to do it. I just grow my squash in one section. I grow my corn in another section. I grow my okay. beans in another. Especially, but you are doing those three. Absolutely. Okay. Uh, not as much corn because we'll talk about why in a second. But uh, the first one on this list, definitely recommend it, beans. Beans are one of the best staples for so many reasons. First, they are very high That's in protein, protein vitamins, yeah. and minerals. And they are also very high in calories, providing lots of energy required for survival. There are two types of beans you have your pole beans, your vining beans, which you're going to grow up a trellis, or if you're going to do three sisters, grow up a corn stalk, which I'm not recommending. And then you have your bush beans, which, as just as they sound, they're going to grow low to the ground in a bush format. I grow both. Mm. Um, a lot of your be- a lot of the beans that you wouldn't want to store as dried beans are going to be your bush, your your pole bean types, or which are growing on trellises. A lot of the beans that I that I uh, can as green beans, which I absolutely love, are going to be your your bush your bush beans. But I grow right now. I'm on five different varieties of beans, and I grow them every year. It used to be very tedious to me picking all those beans, mm-hmm. and it definitely is for the amount of food that you get. But I don't know. I I can't. If you're starving. I, I can so many care. of them. It's so easy to can. The, the process is so easy, and they're so good. They're so delicious. Mm-hmm. Um, this is one of my staples that I just can't do, even though it is tedious getting mm-hmm. in there and picking bean, one bean at a time. A lot of people don't like it just because of that reason. Next on the list is corn. I don't recommend it because it basically is a, uh, for for the small gardener. It takes up a lot of space. It takes up a lot of space. You don't get a whole lot of product mm-hmm. out, of the, out of the space taken. And, um, and you can't it, eat it, a whole lot of it And either. it depletes the hell out of your... The the, 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 the the your soil content. Oh, really? It, I would have thought the point of corn was like high energy, though. You know, it's, it's it basically because, a sugar snack. Yeah, right? it's sucking up all the nitrogen out of your. It's just like grass. It sucks mm. all the nitrogen out of your soil. It ruins it, so you have you can't really use that again unless you have a good winter 
you, you sow good winter crop down there that re- revitalizes the uh, the soil content, but it takes up so much space. Nah. Now, if you've got acres and acres of just field just sitting there, and oh, and you have cattle and or, or, or pigs and or chickens, yeah, grow some corn, man. That's More the way to do it. of the top 10 survival crops coming here. Uh, Conan sharing a story from, where was it? Survival what? Sir, ask a prepper. Ask a prepper. More coming up here. You can join us as well at 603-283-6160. It's Free Talk Live. It is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything you want here in the remaining moments. 603-283-6160. Ian here. Aria. And Conan. And we're going to go back to your calls and thoughts. Don't forget, you can join us online anytime you want. We do have our social media site. We run the server. It's a Mastodon server, which means it's open source. That means it is free. It's free software. And uh, it's not run by a big megatech corporation. Like I said, we run the server. You can go over to social.freetalklive.com. You can interact with other Free Talk Live listeners there. Uh, I was doing some live tooting, as they call it today, from the courtroom uh, where Joa, who is, was our co-host until he got uh, his license suspended and he couldn't actually physically get to the studio, uh, he had, a, I guess, a domestic issue with the young woman that he was living with who was accusing him of things, and that was heard today in court. So if you were curious about what happened there, you can follow my post today. I did uh, a summary of that over at social.freetalklive.com. We don't have a verdict yet in that particular case, uh, but uh, we'll keep you in the loop as it develops. So check that out, social.freetalklive.com. We go back to your phone calls and thoughts, and then we'll continue with the top 10 survival crops First, Andrew is in New Mexico. You're on Free Talk Live, Andrew. Oh, no, I'm in Tennessee. Oh, sorry about that. Oh, that's where uh, I was at for a couple of years. Uh, I apologize. Clark, Clarksville. You said Santa Fe, and so I jumped to a conclusion. I'm sorry. Um, no, I said Tennessee, but I sometimes oh. my Because I, I was on speakerphone earlier. So. Uh, oh, okay, so I misheard um, Tennessee as Santa Fe. All right, then. Well, go ahead. What's on Okay. Your well, the story I had, I was, uh, I was just got nostalgic about Conan talking about animals. And when I was about six years old, I remember staying with my grandfather and there was a big ice storm and he was raising cattle at the time. And we had to go and check on the cattle. And one of them was pregnant and she had broken her leg. She fell on some ice. And my grandfather, rural Tennessee, he's not a veterinarian or anything, but somehow he figured out how to he figured out how to go and get his tractor and pick up this cow by the legs and birth her calf hmm. and the calf lived and I remember as a child witnessing it and just thinking how like how much life goes on hmm. whether or not you try to avoid it or not life is out there and it just gave me a, an appreciation for things that, in a way that i can't can't even uh, explain it to explain yeah yeah, yeah I, I think that moment that you witnessed and i saw many many births and we did lose one we lost one holstein milk milk cow giving birth that we and, and like you mm. like you the the the, the calf survived but the mother did not and but i saw i've seen many many uh births and seeing that uh such a large animal 
you know, and seeing that process, even, I mean, because so, most people, they don't get to see any type of birth, mm-hmm. uh, you know, human, you know, whether it's their, even their dog or their cats. And it's it, seeing that and witnessing that and being a part of it really brings you down to earth. Mm-hmm. And it really and, brings things full circle in a way that if, if, if you don't witness it, you, you don't understand it. And it, it's really carried with me. And I think it's actually, I think it, I, I think it kind of created the, the, like an independent person that people, there's people that are just spectators mm-hmm. that just spectate life and they, they never get to actually experience it. So if you're a spectator, it's easy to criticize, but if you're actually experiencing it's 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 a it's a different thing. It's a game changer. And by, and by the way, you're the the spectators that you're talking about are the people who think their chicken comes from the store. <laughs> <laughs> Andrew, thanks for the story tonight, man. I appreciate your thoughts. Hey, I I, I respect you guys, and I, I just want to say, just keep doing what you're doing. I, you know, I'm I'm a I'm a my my heart's in, in the same place yours is. Thanks, man. Thanks for the call tonight. I appreciate it. Let's go to, uh, I believe, West Virginia, 304 area code. You're on Free Talk Live. That's right. This is Bob from West Virginia. Hey, Bob, what's on your mind yeah, today? One thing you missed was uh, you grow your vegetables on a south-facing slope. You folks are in a mountainous area, correct? No, we're in a valley. We're in a swamp. You're in the swamp? Well, there's okay. mountains in New if Hampshire, you're... just not right here. Oh, okay. Well, if you have a... What you want to do is grow it on a, in a south-facing slope wherever you are to make sure that you get as much sunshine as possible. So that's sure. something I do. I can, too. Yeah, abs- absolutely. All of, my, all of my gardens are, facing this, are, are going from east to west, uh, the, length, the length of them, that is, and they're all facing. And I, and I, and I, gr- I do plan on growing tall, tall veggies like corn and all in the back because I know that they're going to just shade, they're gonna shade everybody out so I don't put them in the front on the south, south end, as you, mm-hmm. as you mentioned. Uh, and I've got my on a, slope is what I always do here. But we don't have any slopes here in Keene. We are basically in a, a old yeah. lake. Okay, I'm talking about all the people out there listening and listening. Absolutely, that is a very good point. Anything else? I mean, there's definitely some slope thing. land here. Can though. meet. When uh, you can meet. I can. I can chicken pork. I don't get pork anymore because I can't afford this stuff. But I can chicken every year. Sometimes on the bone. Sometimes on the bone. It. Sometimes I will uh, pressure cook it first. I'll pe- uh, I'll pick it off the bone. And actually, I'm finding that's the way that I like to do it. Yeah, I do it at 241 degrees. Uh, I do. Uh, I pressure can mine for 90 minutes at uh, 10 10 psi. I don't know what the temperature is actually. Yeah, I do temperature, and I make sure there's nothing in it that's going to kill me. There you go. Um, botulism yeah, I don't is want a that to botulism. Also, I you. use a. Yeah, I use a. Uh, I'll, I'll hunt rabbits. Rabbits pose for you; they're easy to shoot. They they <laughs> are, and, uh, and I but I'll but I'll one up you. I I harvest my own. I grow my own, so I can just go out there whenever I want one. You grow I, your own rabbits. Grow, yeah. Yeah, Damn. Instead of having to actually, I don't like hunting unless it's like back back porch hunting, which is illegal. I'm not saying people do that. <laughs> it depends on where you live. It depends I on you are. Well, it's just for eating, you know. I mean, you got to eat something. Let's say there's there's nothing on the shelf at the store. You got to do something about the protein intake. So. I would say that would be something good. But the first, if, you, the, if I was to lose my rabbits and my chickens, I tell you what, I there are thousands of squirrels. There are uh, a lot of the, I live yeah, right you on gotta, the edge it of the some. You got to have the other guy around the tree to scare the rat, the squirrel around to your side, so you can pick them off. 
Uh, well, Bob, thanks for the call tonight. Appreciate the advice and the thoughts, uh, Conan. Let's let's keep this thing going here. See how many, how many more of these uh, top ten survival crops we can number get one, number three on the list. Definitely recommend it. Easy to grow, easy to store. Winter squash, okay. Uh, butternut, spaghetti, Hubbard, and pumpkins also fall in this. Very easy. Just kind of you can use almost all of it, right? You just you, it, the only thing I would right. say about winter squash is it takes a lot of heat a lot of oven temperature mm-hmm. to to process i don't know how many of these you can eat raw mm. but they do store very well i am still eating uh squash that i picked uh off the vine uh in uh october maybe even august i think i picked them in august and they're still wow. well to do now you not, you need to have a nice uh, uh storage mm-hmm. uh, 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 basement like i do you can't just put you can't leave them out in the garage okay in, in, in a wet nasty garage winter squash easy to grow definitely recommend it you can and this is all and you just set them down in the basement you don't like prep them in any way keep as long i keep them i keep them dry so okay. you don't want to put them on a wet basement floor or yeah. anything like but yeah no prep okay. uh now there are there are crops that you would want to prep like carrots and we're going to get mm-hmm. that out in a second the next one on the list definitely recommend potatoes mm-hmm. uh, easy to grow uh, you get a whole lot of them uh, for for the amount of space that they take up, and they store very well. Some potatoes are better than others. Some mm. will rot. Some have a, 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 a shorter shelf life than others, like russet potatoes will last a good long time. Mm. A lot of white potatoes tend to start to develop uh, issues okay. a, little, uh, you know, a little sooner than you know, the hardier, thicker-skinned russet tomato, t- potato. Carrots are on this list. Um, not as easy to grow. Mm-hmm. But once you figure it out um, and you don't mess with them and you've got them in good soil that's going to uh, work with you, they're very easy to store. You store them in sawdust and oh, I just store them in the same dirt that I pull them up out of. I'm still eating. In fact, I just uh, ate the last cup. No, I still have a couple carrots left, but most of them went back into the ground because uh, carrots are a biennial uh, crop, which they only seed in the second year. So I picked my favorite carrots from last year. And I'm putting them back in the ground this year. They're going to go to seeds, so I'm going to have millions and millions of seeds. For you put a whole carrot back in the ground? A bunch of whole carrots, huh. a, a good dozen of them. Okay. Yes, that's the way it works. I didn't know that. The other, the other way to do it is just to leave them in the ground, through, and they'll last through the winter. Uh-huh. If it's nice, dry soil, if it's wet, nasty soil, they might rot. But you leave them in the ground, and the second year, they actually go to seed. All right. Cabbages on this list. I eat a lot of cabbages. I do a lot of sauerkraut. I do a lot of kimchi. Okay. Uh, another easy crop. I'm sorry. It is, this is not an easy crop if you have moths. Cabbage moths. Mm. I have found the uh, solution to this problem, and it's not putting nets over your cabbages, which you can do. Uh, the stuff that you want to use is called thuricide, and it actually works. You just spray it on once a week, keeps the moths off, and you can get those cabbage heads. It's full monster cabbage heads. Make your, your sauerkraut without all the little wormy doos in it. Send me a link to that. I'll get it up on the social site for the remaining, what, two or three? Absolutely, absolutely. Folks can go check it out over at social.freetalklive.com. Get them in the ground now. It's the week, the week to do it. That's social.freetalklive.com. We will see you tomorrow night.